0: Bills Mafia,
1: and welcome back, everyone. It is episode one oh seven. Of Thirst and Goal. I am Franny. Across the table for me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey and beer reviews. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert just like us. What should I say the website, Ben? Of that's course, something you Our website <laughs> <laughs> is thirstandgoal.busprout dot com. That is something new that you added to yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah, to the intro, freak. Ben. Yeah, uh, I should have probably read that before. Actually, we came on the show we tonight.
0: We don't have producers, <laughs> no. Uh, but Friday, how I are you? I definitely don't read ahead.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> how
0: are you over there?
1: Uh, good, Ben. I'm good. We just watched the Buffalo Bills defeat the Baltimore. Your hated Baltimore Ravens, Ben. They're in your division. I'm sure we'll take some punishment shots shortly actually probably because uh the ravens lost i'm sure you're excited about that but what do you think about the game ben i'm going to talk about it but how do you feel tonight
0: i feel very good i mean it was a nice long week this week actually it was a long week Uh, and it feels a little bit weird to be out here with short sleeves yep in the middle of january and even in southern california i think it's about 70 yeah right now it's about 75 degrees at nine o'clock at night. So unseasonably warm I out love here. It. I love it's the warm Southern weather, California. Uh, so uh we're you know it was a good week, long week. Uh yep. happy to have the first day of of the divisional round under our belts. Mm-hmm. One more day to go. Uh, we'll talk about all the games in a little while, Friday, What are you talk? Are drinking about? Oh, drinking over there. <laughs> what are you? What are you drinking about? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking? I'm hey, about? drinking about, about the Bills. <laughs> I am drinking because the, and we've been pre gaming
1: since the beginning of the Bills game. Uh, we had. uh I was drinking. I actually had the Leb. Ben, I had the Labatt. That is something that Bills fans, I guess, drink at the stadium. Absolutely. It's something that you drank back in the day, Ben. Oh, you are course. very familiar with going to that stadium. Uh, I mean, you you spent
0: your childhood days over yep, there. Absolutely, not childhood, but well, college days at least, you know, young adulthood. Yeah, over there, going to at the time it was called Rich Stadium. It was yeah. I mean, Labatt Blue. I had to travel and traverse <laughs> uh, Los Angeles County trying to find a liquor store that had Labatt in stock. But we do have some Labatt Blue that we will. D has tried it. Yes. I will be drinking some when we talk about the Bills game later, but you can't be a Bills I fan. I felt like
1: I was a member of the Mafia.
0: Absolutely. You can't celebrate a Bills win without a bottle of and, a bad And Luke. obviously
1: you're you're a Steelers fan. I'm an Eagles fan. They're both out of the playoffs. Well, one team didn't even make it to the playoffs, but this was our adopted team. This is one of our adopted teams. That's where we're so excited. And, Ben, you have some history with the Bills. You went to school in Buffalo, so you are excited. You know the city. You know the fans. So, I mean, it must feel good for you. It feels good for me, but it feels good for you, And they deserve it.
0: I mean, never before in the history of the NFL, maybe Green Bay, uh, but they've got a couple championships up in Green Bay. You know, a few, yeah. uh, even one as recently as, you know, a little bit over a decade ago. But the Bills, no Super Bowl championships, four Super Bowl appearances in a row with a great. Team, I mean that city lives and dies with its Buffalo Bills, so I couldn't be happier for the city of Buffalo, Franny. What are you drinking over there? Uh, what are you drinking about? <laughs> what are you drinking <laughs> about? If I say things like that, it's because uh, you know we've been pre gaming. We've been, uh, we've we've been, been drinking, drinking about a bit. since the Bills game started.
1: Exactly, and so I am drinking a little bit of the Mictors rye with What's some, some Coke, a little bit of club soda as well. What about you, Ben?
0: I am drinking a a wonderful bottle of gin that Franny was nice enough to pick up. For me today, because Taysom Hill finally threw a touchdown pass many weeks ago. We had a bet. Uh, I bet he was going to throw three, then two, then one. And I finally won when he threw at least one touchdown pass. I think he threw actually, two that game. I oh, think he, he might have thrown two that, that, game. that game after two games in a row Were without you? throwing any touchdown passes. But I did win my bet,
1: so I have a couple of bottles of scotch under That's my belt. That's
0: true. Uh, this is called the Uncle Val's Botanical Gin. It's a beautiful bottle, beautiful label. Uh, it's got a lot of botanicals in there. A great, great You know, winter gin, a cold weather gin. I'm drinking it with a little bit of tonic, a lime, and a sprig of rosemary. It's a really outstanding gin. I'll get a little bit more information on it and give it to you next week. But it's a great, great gin. Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight?
1: Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also are going to talk about the NFL wildcat, what wildcat? hard uh, weekend, also divisional. What are you drinking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking about? The divisional round, uh, and also your betting lines as well. I'm mean, going to throw those in there. I'm sure you made some bets today. Uh, yes, not a good day today. No- <laughs>
0: not a good day today. Well, we've had some good ones. Actually, yeah. came up big That's at true. the end of the season. yeah
1: uh, we also have our shot of the week, which is inspired by the Buffalo Bills. It's a beautiful shot. It is blue. It is red, and there's some white crystals on circle top. The wagon shot. That's exactly right, Ben. We also have our beverage of the week, which we are excited to taste. It's an Art Bag. We are always excited to try these Isla Scotches, and this is the Art Bag Anoa. There was this one that we have. We've tried almost all of them. We just haven't tried this one. There's a yeah. few other ones. We're pretty much going to try their is, entire line eventually. This is their
0: ultimate
1: or ultimate line, allegedly. Yeah. This, this, this looks good. It looks good. I can't wait to try that. And we also have our beer of the week, which is once again from Einstock. It is the Einstock Lime and Juniper Pills. And I was able to find one on the shelf. It was just kind of sitting there alone in a spot that it shouldn't be in, I just turned around in the aisle. I'm like, oh, look at that. It's an Einstock that I've never seen before. We have to try this band. It was sitting
0: alone on the shelf like a Baltimore Ravens fan. (laughs)
1: Uh, poor ben. poor Ravens fans. <laughs> huh, ben, I'm sure you feel oh, terrible. My heart sure bleeds th- <laughs> for the Ravens. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the night.
0: All right, Friday, what's first up on the big board.
1: First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news.
0: Yeah, and don't worry, folks. We will get through this as quickly as possible and get on to the games, the wild card games from last weekend and the Bills from this week.
2: The Bills make me want to yeah. Kick your heels.
0: All right, I will drive Fronie crazy with that. Probably and everybody else listening to this podcast this episode, unless you're a Buffalo Bills fan. But we're going, or they're going, to the or AFC Championship game, so couldn't be happier. But we had some big news that some people expected, some people didn't expect. Didn't really. Expect uh, it. But Doug Peterson fired by the Philadelphia Eagles, a move that a lot of folks thought should or would have happened a little bit earlier, but apparently it happened this past week. Peterson was expected to remain as coach despite a 4-11-1 and record. Anytime you have two dashes in your record, it's never a good sign. But multiple meetings with owner Jeffrey Lurie over the last week left his boss unconvinced that Peterson had a sound vision for how to address the myriad of issues facing the team. One source said, from navigating the Carson Wentz situation to fixing an offensive finish 26th and scoring 20.9 points per game and 28th in passing 207 yards per game, Uh, Lurie was also not sold on Peterson's plans regarding his coaching staff. Peterson pushed for pass game. A pass game coordinator quarterback coach Press Taylor to be elevated to offensive coordinator rather than bringing a more established candidate in. The issue of how to fill the void left by defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who plans to take a year off from football was also unresolved. Peterson doesn't want to be told what to do, allegedly, and still salty over the forced firing of Mike Rowe a year ago. The Eagles contacted University of Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley just a few hours after announcing the Peterson firing. A source told Jeff Mosier of Inside the Birds to gauge Riley's interest in the vacancy. Uh, They also talked to... Allegedly, they're going to be interviewing Eric Bieniemy. They're going to be interviewing Josh Let's McDaniels. Bring in.
1: Let's bring in bien I want Bieniemy. But since you Bien-Aimé. don't
0: have an offensive coordinator, you don't have a defensive coordinator, you don't have a head coach, you have a, an owner and a head coach that have not seen eye-to-eye for quite some time, mm-hmm. apparently. Franny, was this a shock to you?
1: Yes, this escalated quickly.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, I didn't, I
1: didn't that's expect, a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. I expect Doug Peterson to get fired. I mean, there must have been some sort of argument or something behind the scenes that happened. I mean, I did not expect this at all. To happen. I mean, the the guy won a Super Bowl not that long ago. He's the only guy that ever brought a Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's out. He's actually out before any other coach has ever been after winning a Super Bowl. After three seasons, is that, is, is that true? That is true. Wow. No other no wow. other coach Jeffrey in the NFL Bring it has down been the fired guillotine. that quickly, really, after, after winning a Super Bowl. So it's pretty shocking. If it was up to well, me, yeah, you don't
0: usually finish four and eleven. Yeah. Well I mean <laughs> two years after winning. Yeah, one. but I mean
1: he did you know, in five seasons he did go to three he went to the playoffs three times and he won one Super Bowl. That is still a pretty impressive record right there. Obviously this year was not the best. Season. I mean, there was a lot of injuries. Um, you know, obviously he didn't handle it very well. I think you know, uh, not having an uh, an offensive coordinator didn't help him. Um, but I was I was quite shocked when I saw this news, and I'm sure a lot of uh, Eagles fans were shocked out there when they saw that Peterson was out this soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, according to Troy Aikman and then not according to Troy Aikman, according to Troy Aikman, uh, who made a statement on Michael Irvin's podcast and then quickly said, that's not what I said, even though that's exactly what he said. Uh, Essentially, you know, it came down to according to him, even though he claims to have talked to Doug Peterson, but doesn't have any information. uh, So let's give Troy at least the benefit of the doubt that he was repeating something he heard, but didn't repeat something he heard. So it was it came down to Lurie wanting Wentz. In there, he committed all that money to him. They're stuck with him. They want to start him. They want to see what they can get out of him. Peterson wanted to go another way, both in terms of the quarterback position and the coaching staff. Uh, So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think they should have kept Peterson around? I mean, do you think, can you force a quarterback down your coach's throat? I mean, it's difficult. I mean, you know, obviously we've seen the best of Wentz. We've seen the worst of Wentz. And this was definitely
1: the worst of Wentz. That escalated quickly. uh, But I think, you know, if, if you bring in, you know, the right quarterback's coach, the right offensive coordinator, I think maybe you can, you know, you can sort of fix the issues that Wentz has had, and obviously losing the entire offensive line doesn't really help. It doesn't help any quarterback, and Wentz didn't help himself either. Uh, I mean, even after being out, what, the last four games of... Uh, the season, he still had the most turnovers in the entire league, both you know interceptions and fumbles. I mean, he he's always had fumbling issues, interceptions not so much. Actually, with interceptions, he actually he's been pretty decent um, his entire career with that. I think last year he maybe had seven interceptions the entire season. This year, oh, man, I don't even know off the top of my head how many he had. A lot, uh, way too many. Didn't um, want so to... he he didn't help himself out yeah. that much this season. But also with the injury issues, playing behind you know, a a shuffled offensive line with guys that are playing in positions that they don't usually play in, it's really difficult to stay on your feet. But we also saw what Jalen Hurts did with those same guys, and he threw a few interceptions. He did fumble the ball a couple of times here and there, but you would expect that from a rookie, rookie, not a guy that's been in the league for five years. You know, can you shove a quarterback down your coach's throat? You know, I think... A second. You are uh, the employee. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, you'd
0: like, if you'd like to own a team, Doug Peterson, there will be one for yeah, sale. Eventually. He was
1: he was the second pick overall, and the Eagles gave up, you know, a bit to get Wentz. And uh, you know, if if that's what the owner wants, then you probably don't want to argue with the owner yeah. because he owns the team. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He's, and you work the for owner that person <laughs> exactly. I'm not arguing with my
0: manager that often. Yeah, if he wants something done. I okay, to do this,
1: maybe not agree with everything, but okay, whatever you say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got ugly in Philadelphia. It was it's surprising to me. I mean, the most I think it was the most offensive line configurations in the history of the league or the modern NFL, at least. Uh, I mean, but Wentz did, you know, he didn't want to live to fight another day. I mean, he held the ball too long. He moved around in the pocket too much. He put the the, the team and the ball at risk too often, uh, trying to make something happen. Uh, understandable obviously under the circumstances he didn't have a lot of time back there so for, you know in in his defense he was trying to make something happen for the team you know and i don't know what i don't know what quarterback out there would have won more than you know five or six games yeah. I mean, with in the this... injuries with the injuries yeah. that that team sustained both on the on the defensive side of the ball as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that secondary was shredded There, even when it, they're at 100% yeah didn't start out terrible. well and then it got even worse mm-hmm. uh you know Schwartz did what he could but And then injuries to Alshon
1: Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Ertz was out for an extended period of time. And Goddard too. And Goddard was also out for a few games here and there. And so, I mean, but we saw, you know, one step up last season and what he did with some of those practice squad guys. He just wasn't able to replicate that this season. And he's he has not been able to return to the form that he was when he led to the team. Uh, led the team to an 11-2 and record, you know, before he got injured. We haven't seen that once. And even in his rookie campaign, he looked better than he did this yep. season at 7-9. and nine. Um, So, I mean, it, it is, I you know, like we've mentioned so many times in the podcast, it might be between his ears, it's in his yeah. head now. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think he definitely would have uh, performed a little bit better with, with a solid offensive line. If it was a consistently healthy offensive line, I think he would have been better. But unfortunately... You know, things, you know, from the beginning of the two season. Two years with, in a row with the injuries. Yeah, with, with Brendan Brooks and Lane Johnson both going out early. I mean, you know, um Brendan Brooks didn't even start the season. He tore his ACL or whatever it was, or Achilles. I can't remember exactly what it was in the off season. So you have these sorts of injuries. You know, you lose your two best offensive linemen. You know, Kelsey's obviously there, but, I mean, he's not going to do much with all these other guys that are just shuffling here and there, you know, from you know different sides of the line. Yep. So, I mean, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it did escalate. Quickly. quickly. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping for Bienemy to maybe find a job with the Eagles. I want an offensive-minded coach. Maybe fix Wentz if he can.
0: Yeah, especially. I mean, they're going to interview McDaniels, but I'm not sold on McDaniels outside yeah, of New England. So, you know, that may be a sexy hire. But I think I yeah. think Lurie... And, w- and with, you know, being... Um, just racking my brain.
1: Yeah. But with, with the Mike Groh, uh firing last year, I, I thought that was a great move. I'm not sure why there was any sort of gripe. Peterson wasn't Rowe. happy
0: with it. Peterson was not happy with with the decision I, to let him go. Every single
1: Eagles fan was happy about that. Yeah, you know, everybody except Peterson, maybe. But you and know,
0: apparently, they got into it pretty heavy about it. Yeah. So, it so is, this was escalating for for
1: it It seems like it almost quite some feels time.
0: like that game. He almost stuck it to Lurie during that game. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna start Sudfeld, motherfucker. Not start him, but bring him into the game. When I mean, we I have thought, a chance to win.
0: I thought it showed he, that he had you know that he was going to get fired, but also it could show that he had job security because he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to say, but I'm just trying to rack my brain thinking. When was the last time a team replaced their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and their defensive coordinator in the same season? That's not named the Browns. Yeah, that's not named <laughs> the Browns or or you know the Arizona Cardinals or the Cincinnati Bengals. Even that's that's some or the Jets even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a significant amount of change. Yeah, heading of into turnover. this season.
1: Yeah, and it's be interesting to see what happens. I mean, like I said, I want enemy. I want a a, a solid uh, offensive minded coach for this team.
0: Absolutely. And and defensive coordinators are a little bit easier to find. Uh, but Franny, are you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right, Franny. Next up, we have some interesting little tidbits. Lots of coaches hired. Lots of coaches interviewed this week. Atlanta Falcons hired a new head coach. I don't have as much information as I'd like about that hiring as so we sit here today. But Robert Sala, five years with the New York Jets. Franny, what say you? I would say good. I mean, good for the Jets. I mean, I've always been a big fan of uh, Salah. I'm shocked he, did, he took the job with the Jets. It,
1: well, I mean, it's a head coaching job. So, you know, there's a couple, There maybe an extra zero on his yeah, salary the right Johnson's there. I'm not, I'm not sure how much he was making Yeah, less with the Niners. Let's say less. But I'm sure he's making more now. Yeah. For five years guaranteed. It's a large market. Yeah, it's definitely a large market. You're in New York. Uh, and, you know, he, he was, I mean, he has been consistently one of the best defensive coordinators in the league and i think he does deserve at least a chance a shot at being a head coach in the league i mean obviously the jets are not the greatest but hey you 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 start where you can yeah what and do the, you think
0: yeah the jets you know they're not the not the best ownership group not the best management group uh the johnsons but you know uh, he's been getting a lot of criticism about his defense about how simple it is about how it's you know it goes the way of the talent that he has and that's why you saw that that they were unable to compete in some of the games this year when they came up against good offenses but a lot of defenses don't do well against good offenses. You know, I, I, he's going to be a head coach. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator. If he's a good head coach, if he's a good manager, he'll bring in a solid defensive coordinator. He'll bring in a solid team around him. I think he's got every right to promote at this point. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl with San Francisco. The defense has played really well every year. Uh Kyle Shanahan, you know, thinks very highly of him. I think he has every reason to succeed in New York. Uh, you know we'll see how it goes, but it's nice to see finally a big name come into New York. It, it's mm-hmm. tough to take that job because of the the level of success that they've had on that team has been so poor over the years. It's a tough job to get someone to want to take. Uh, and he had other suitors. I mean, I know he was interviewing in 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 Detroit, he was interviewing other other places as well. Uh, you know, I think there was a where else he but there was another another job that he was interviewing for as well. You know, I think it's a good hire. I mean, what what's the worst that can happen? Not, <laughs> it, can't, it can't get much worse than two wins. Yeah, he's not a retread. You know, he's yeah. not. You didn't bring North Turner back. So, you know, let's hope the Jets, you know, right the ship with this guy. Maybe a more simplified defense, even a more simplified offense. Maybe that's a recipe that they need. Mm-hmm. Maybe Adam Gase, you know, overcomplicated things. You know, maybe Greg Williams, you know, overcomplicated things. If, if there's anything the Jets need, it's probably a simpler system on both sides of the ball. Just to matriculate the ball up the field, get some points, and stop the other teams from scoring. Maybe win three games. And you know, maybe you could just move in that in that direction. Uh, you see what happened with the Steelers this past week with that overcomplicated defensive out. Uh, Urban Meyer. What happened with yeah, the Steelers, well, Ben? Well, I don't see you wearing any Steelers no, gear. I'm not I'm wearing, my, I'm wearing my Thirsty Gold gear, <laughs> and I got my Buffalo sweatshirt uh, <laughs> for later. Uh, but we also had. Urban Meyer, fresh off the college scrap. Well, he's not off the scrap. Yeah, yet, he's but, not, yeah. but out he's of been Flo- all over Florida. Uh, he he coached at Florida for a long time. Uh, went to Ohio State for a long time as well. Uh, but what do you think about the uh, Urban Meyer college Pretty experiment on the heels of Nick Saban yeah. and lots of other college coaches that have failed? Again, Pete Carroll,
1: yeah, Pete Carroll, he's he's actually found some success now with the Seahawks. But he this is a second stint, actually, without buying cars for it, it, his
0: it, you know for his players in the NFL. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, without <laughs> without you know skirting the rules. Reggie a bit. Bush got a few yeah, a few exactly. cars there. I'm I'm not sure
1: if Matt liner got anything as well. Um, but uh, you know it's gonna be interesting to see. You know you just never know with these. Uh, with the college coaches, you know, how it's going to translate to the NFL because so many of them have failed. And it seems like Jacksonville is where you go to fail. <laughs> and so I, Unless I'm not sure. have the first pick. I'm not sure how, how much success he's going to find. But, I, you know, I wish him all the best. I just don't know what to expect, especially not in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of people that really respect him. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see what he's able to do in Jacksonville. They have the, Trevor Lawrence is coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, one way or the other, Trevor Lawrence has declared for the draft. He's not going to play another year down at Clemson, so he will have the first pick, and he will have, by all accounts, the best quarterback to come out of the college football ranks in quite some time. Yeah. Also- so we'll see. It's Jacksonville. I don't know how much you know they they have had a couple good years mm-hmm. down there, but they're 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 really good seasons. The London to, Jaguars. Yes, exactly. Maybe <laughs> he just wants to you know Maybe. have some tea and crumpets, yeah. some biscuits. I would like to fly yeah. to London. And that, he was, walked, that
1: was a uh, terrible accent. <laughs> <It> was terrible. <laughs> that was that, that was, was one terrible. of my worst accents.
0: I'm usually pretty good. But I you know I I wish him well. You know he's I mean who wouldn't want to take Trevor Lawrence to see what they can do? They've had some yeah. good years. 2017. They smacked the Steelers around in the but, playoffs. Yeah. But their years seem to be like a one off year where they have a decent year and then they go back to being the Jaguars again, mm-hmm. which is what happened. The team fell apart. You know, guys on defense, Everybody guys on offense leave. wanted to leave. Everybody did leave. Fournette is starting. Well, he won't be starting. They made clear they made clear that that's probably not gonna happen. But he will be playing tomorrow in the Tampa Bay uh-huh. game. Uh Arthur Smith, I think, uh is now named the Falcons head coach. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Arthur Smith went to the Falcons. Don't know much about him. It's the Falcons. <laughs> it's not Dan Quinn, so we'll see what happens, unless you have an opinion about Arthur Smith. I don't even know where he came from. No,
1: he's the uh, offensive coordinator from um from Tennessee, I believe, isn't he? Uh, I
0: didn't pay too okay. much.
1: You're right? Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously he's had some success Look at that with the team. That,
0: that's Adam Gase right there. Look at that. Oh, Look at that picture. Look at that. There, there you go. That's Adam Dude. Gase part two. <laughs> Scary picture right there on the Tennessee Titans website. <laughs> Looks like someone's about to shoot him or his children are being held hostage in front of him there. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's wish him luck. Tennessee had a good, you know, they have a decent. he looks like a creep. Yeah, they have a decent. It looks like somebody that got caught up in the Jerry Sandusky scandal. Uh, <laughs> in a, he, but they had a decent offense looks in like Tennessee. Looks like he
1: went to the um, Orchids of. of Asian uh, day Spa. It, 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 that's the, it looks like that. It looks like uh, his mugshot from getting caught at that place. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's an interesting picture that you decided, you know, you had to approve that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, I wish it luck. Tennessee has got a decent offense. Their offense is pretty simple, Uh by and large. And, you know, we'll see what happens in Atlanta. They're going to have an issue at quarterback at some point in the near future. Uh, Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Pat. All right. All right. Interesting, interesting. Next up, Dan Quinn. I wanted to put this on the agenda for you. Dan Quinn, hired as the defensive coordinator in Dallas for your Dallas Cowboys. Defensive mastermind took the Seahawks to the Super Bowl two years in a row as a defensive coordinator. What say you about? Well, they definitely, they definitely need help.
1: I mean, uh, you know, they have a lot of big names on their defense, and uh, this year those names didn't translate to any sort of success whatsoever. Uh, they were actually pretty terrible. I think they were um, bottom of the league. I would say they
0: were way down. Yeah, there. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would say beyond the twenties, uh, maybe even to the thirties there, um, but. You know they definitely needed help in that position, and they got it. I'm just not. I'm still not sure about their head coach, though. You know, I think that's what they should have really changed. They should be looking for a new coach right now. He
0: turned it around a little bit there at the end, a little bit, a Uh, little bit, I guess. Uh, But you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna let McCarthy go. I'd say. If they have another bad year next year, they will six, I think McCarty, six games or six games or less, they'll he he'll they'll bring him back for a third
1: year. Yeah. I mean we'll see what happens when Dak Prescott also gets back and if he is still in a Cowboys uniform. We don't know what's gonna happen. We with just Dak need Prescott. somebody
0: to hit the salary cap harder than Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> next year. So let's <laughs> sign Dak Prescott. Uh we also have Brian Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. Parted ways. That's what they said. They parted ways. See, I love the class of the Seattle Seahawks organization. They parted ways. They didn't fire anybody. Yeah, no, 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 no. They decided to go a different way. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. It's not you. It's me. Uh, but what do you think about Schottenheimer? Russell Wilson didn't like this move. He believes Schottenheimer is a great coach, will be a head coach someday, and mm-hmm. did everything they could do to put Seattle in the right position to win games this year. Unfortunately, they did not win games coming down the stretch. Did he really, though? The offense was Pass heavy in the beginning of the year it was they tried to get run heavy in the middle of the year mm-hmm. they couldn't do anything at the end of the year even in that playoff game they were running the ball it just there was no rhythm there was no yeah. tempo in the offense couldn't run the ball actually could run the ball but didn't commit to it so what do you think about schottenheimer no, i think I think that's
1: good I mean they, you know their offense um you know early on like you said in the season, they were passing the football i mean and they should they should be a passing football team, especially when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, when you have Lockett out there, when you have DK Metcalf out there, uh, you should definitely be throwing the ball more often. You know, if you have to commit to the run, commit to the run, but you know, they build their leads and they get their big offensive plays from the pass, you know, from the arm of Russell Wilson. And so I don't, I don't understand. It seemed like it was, you know, a tale of two, uh, teams teams, really I mean it was it was a passing team early and then a running team late I mean I, I don't know what exactly what he was trying to accomplish there and I don't know if he would knew what the hell he was doing it seemed yeah there uh, were but, some
0: jabs that Russell Wilson took during his press conference he kept talking about how great they were in those first five games yeah and they were and essentially we were saying Carroll changed what we were doing Yeah,
1: and we were talking about Russell Wilson you know being an MVP early on in the season when he was tossing the ball down the field because he has the best long ball in the league yeah uh, but you know for some reason they went away from that and that's when you know the, the, well they had a pretty good record to finish the season yeah um, um, but, you uh, know, I, I, I just think it was it was a good decision to fire Schottenheimer. He just didn't seem like there was any sort of identity to the offense. There, you know, there was no consistency whatsoever the entire season.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the issue. I mean, I know Russell Wilson likes the guy. I know they're good friends. Personally, they spend time Russell together. Russell Wilson likes everybody, though. Yeah. Gee go- golly whiz. God, gee golly whiz. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> I, I'm willing to wait. I'll wait all day just so just to make sure everybody can hear me. God bless you. God bless you all. You know, yeah, he's got a good life. That guy's got a good life. Uh, um, well, you know, yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. got a hot
1: wife. Yeah. He's got millions of
0: dollars, you know, and a team that by and large, the NFL doesn't care much. about he's I mean, a fourth
1: round pick, right? who's was a fourth round yeah. pick comes in. Now he's, a you know, one of the best quarterbacks out there.
0: Yeah. And no one really, I mean, there's no pressure in Seattle. Not like there is in New York or Dallas or, you know, even Pittsburgh. So, you know, you could sort of skate along,
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: do you think it's he's a, good had a pretty decision? good record? He's not just yeah. getting along; he has a good record. But do you think it's a good decision when I tell you that they are interviewing Anthony Lynn for the position?
1: I'm uh, not sure if that's a good idea. So two guys that I, don't they were also talking about—you know, the season, at the end Doug of the game, Doug
0: Peterson—they were talking about Doug Peterson coming in as yeah, possibly Doug an Peterson. OC as
1: well. I mean, I don't think he would—he would want an OC position. I think he wants another head coaching job. Um, but well, he I mean, wants I, a lot I, of things. But Lurie put him yeah. in his place this week. I, I think he—he uh, he mentioned that he wants to take the year off and travel Europe and backpack and uh hey, backpacking you know he 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 wants to figure out his life right now you know he's in a very difficult precarious position in his life now after being fired by the Philadelphia Eagles yeah
0: after making more money than most people make in a yeah. lifetime he's really exactly. st- i know i would be backpacking he's really in Europe for making
1: millions of dollars that's where i would be right now
0: but if anybody could talk him out of actually taking a job this year it would probably i don't think it would be a good be idea
1: Pete i mean obviously he he was a great you know he was a good oc um you know under Andy Reid I believe it was an OC under Andy Reid. Yep. Um. But uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's a good if it's a good decision for the Seahawks to actually go in that direction. Yeah. And Reid's got a good.
0: He's got a good tree. I mean, yeah. Belichick's tree, yeah, got a lot of broken limbs on there. Yeah. A lot of dead limbs on on yeah, Belichick's but, coaching you got,
1: tree. You got Sean McDermott right now going to the AFC Championship game. You know Harbaugh. One, one game away from the AFC Championship game always ha- has had success in yep. the league. Um, yeah, so Andy Reid's tree is um, is a little more... It's strong. It,
0: It's a little more... The roots more have been watered. ...fruitful. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I wouldn't bring Lynn in. I mean, I like Lynn. Uh, I wouldn't bring Lynn into Seattle just because Pete Carroll also has the same shortcomings as Anthony Lynn does, which is game management, time management, especially at the end of games. How many games did the Chargers throw away at the end of the game this year? Or at the, Yeah, at the end of the game this year. I think he's a Anthony Lynn would be a great OC, but you you have to pair him with a head coach that doesn't have the same shortcomings that Lynn mm-hmm. has. Yeah. I was never a
1: big fan of Lynn though in um in uh, well here in LA. I was going to say in San Diego, but here in LA.
0: Yeah. I mean great coach, just not a great head coach. Uh next up Randy Fickner. I guess that's the way you pronounce it. Everybody says Fickner. He's Scottish apparently, so it's hey. Randy Fickner. Hey, my name was is Was finally Victor. let go. Pittsburgh oh, Steelers fans happy. are rejoicing around the world. Uh, But they promoted or they're about to promote their quarterback's coach, uh, Matt Canada, another, you know, internal promotion, just like uh, Randy Fichter was an internal promotion. So they didn't go outside to try to find someone. So I'm not sure how much of an improvement it is, but at least it satisfies the Steelers fan base. You saw what the Steelers offense did this year. <laughs> we don't have to run the ball. Fuck you. We're not going to run the ball. Don't tell us we have to run the ball, even though every team that's in the playoffs right now that's still standing as of,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: 10 o'clock p.m. Saturday, whatever today is, the 16th of January, every single one of those teams is able to run the Definitely ball. Definitely
1: doesn't feel like it's January 16th with it being yeah, you know, 75 exactly. degrees outside. We're both wearing t-shirts and as always, been we record this podcast outdoors, outdoors where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded, which is a lot easier when it's 75 degrees outside Absolutely. on January 16th.
0: We've had some cold nights out here. We have. Even in we in have. the 30s. We've yeah. had some nights in the 30s. yeah, we, we, yeah. Well, not this year. Not in this past, year yet. Yes. We've had some frost on our our noses. Let's knock on some wood somewhere. Yeah, I
1: don't think it's going to get that much colder moving forward.
0: (laughs) Uh, But, Franny, what do you think about the the Steelers? I mean, they had to make a change at the OC position. I mean, you saw what they did this year. They they rattled off 11 wins against bad opponents. Yeah, I, I told you. Some, I said yes, it. Yes, I and know. Yeah,
1: you, you were mad at me when I said it. I know. Well, we, because we were eleven. <laughs> we didn't talk for weeks. Because we were eleven. We only and talked 0. <laughs> on the podcast. That was the only time we talked.
0: Because <laughs> we were eleven and zero. How dare you say <laughs> anything right. against my Pittsburgh eleven and zero Steelers? Well, in fairness, it's hard to critique a team that's eleven and zero, especially well, when it's your you know, own when you, team. When you
1: play the NFC East, yeah, yeah. When you play the Bengals twice, yeah. When well, the Browns were better. When you play, you know, the third string of the Ravens, yeah. That's
0: true. We got some close, We got a close win against the Ravens. We got a close win against the Titans. I was hanging my hat on those games as proof yeah. that we were good. Uh, but the offense clearly, you know, they got to get back to you know, as Mike Tomlin would say, less, stop, run the ball, stop the run. Don't live in your fears. Less dancing on logos. Yeah, and, and just be be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't mm-hmm. be Juju. Don't be Chase Claypool going out on tw- you know on TikTok the following day after you get smacked down by the ran- or by the Browns two games in a row. You know, I think the Steelers. Even needed, the Bengals game. In the Bengals game, there was we video. lost to the Bengals and the Washington. No, not the Bengals. Team. Sorry, the
1: Browns game. the the uh, The past weekend, the Browns game. Um, uh, Juju was actually dancing during, during the, game. the game. What yeah. the fuck are you doing, dancing
0: during that game? Trying to get a contract next year. I get, that's not how
1: you get a contract. Yeah, no. somebody
0: will sign him and he'll languish. He'll languish in obscurity somewhere like Miami or you know Las well, Vegas. Mi- maybe not or... Miami
1: so much right now. Uh maybe no, that's true
0: that's true, uh, but he will languish somewhere. I mean, the reason he's got the brand he's got is because he's a Pittsburgh's dealer uh, you know if he goes off to play in Tennessee I was or, also
1: with u s c so I'm sure he has a lot of fans out here too,
0: yeah, but it's it's different when you're playing for a team that not too many people care about if he ends mm-hmm. up signing with the Jets or someone like that, I think he'll be unpleasantly surprised at how fewer uh, the number of less, less people followers. that will be paying attention to what he does when he's not playing for a team that's expected to go to the playoffs every year, yeah. Uh, You know, but Randy Fichter, I, I would have liked to see him go outside the organization to try to at least interview some folks, mm-hmm. see what's out there. I would have liked the Rooneys to just test the waters a little bit. Uh, You know, Roethlisberger probably will be back next year. And I, I just like to see a much more simple offense where they really commit to the ball. I mean, to commit to run the ball. Yeah. You know their offensive like line. Steelers football. Yeah, their offensive line. I mean, Pouncey's probably finished. Defense pound. Yeah, pound the football. Yeah, stop the run, run the ball. Don't live in your fears. Control the clock. That's Steelers football. Yeah,
1: Roethlisberger doesn't need to throw for five thousand yards.
0: No, I mean he's done it a lot, a lot the past few years, and it has not translated. Translated to, to success. Mm-mm. Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. The drama just does not end in Houston. Deshaun Watson is lighting the world on fire, saying everything short of demanding a trade. Uh, The Houston Texans took a step forward, moving past their 4-12 season regime, when they hired former Patriots director of player personnel Nick Casario as their GM on Thursday. But instead of getting to celebrate the hire, Texas chairman and CEO Cal McNair reportedly upset his franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson, through this hiring, according to Adam Schefter McNair. Page search firm Corn Ferry hundreds of thousands of dollars, but ignored their recommendation. Wait, his name is
1: wait, oh oh firm Corn Ferry. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I guess it's okay. a. Yeah. Uh, like for a second executive... there. I thought that was a dude's name. Corn <laughs> Ferry. Well, I'd hire Corn Ferry. I, I mean, it's an interesting. name. Sounds like name. a football name. <laughs> 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 offensive coordinator of Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry.
0: Hundreds of thousands of dollars, but ignored their recommendation of hiring Pittsburgh. Thank you, Houston, by the way. Pittsburgh Steelers Vice President of Football Operations and Business Administration, Omar Khan, uh, who also had some other interviews this week, uh, or ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, Lewis Riddick, and instead went with Casario, a close tie to Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Jack Easterby, who no one likes. He is literally a cancer in that organization that no one but the ownership seems to have any, any pleasant things to say about. Right before the 2020 NFL season got underway, uh, Watson seemingly committed his future to Houston. Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans signed a four-year, $156 million contract extension with guaranteed salary through 2022. Watson signed the deal entering his fourth year of his career. Therefore, he had two years remaining on his rookie deal. So he has six years committed to the Texans. Allegedly today or yesterday, he said he just wants out. Quote, I just want out.
1: It's like James Harden. Of
0: Texas. (laughs) Yeah, and he did get out, right? Yeah, he he's all, he's a, he was complaining for a while. He's finally out. He's out in Brooklyn. Is that right? Yeah, he went to Brooklyn. They traded away a bunch for him,
1: right? Uh yeah. Actually, they did. They, they, they got a lot of return, but you're also losing, you know, your best player.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, I heard. Sha- I mean, and Shaq, uh, I what? mean, a guy who let his ego run him right out of Shaq L.A. is awesome. Yeah, but you know what he said? He he, he bad-mouthed, uh Harden. Harden okay, said I he he's always that. been there for the Houston uh, the Houston Rockets. Rockets franchise. Always gave us all, and Shaq said you, you that he didn't stand up and play well in the moments when they needed him. So don't say you were there for the team because you gave up in the most important moments. You didn't show up in the most important moments of your franchise. And this coming from a guy who <laughs> never met a workout regime he didn't like and, he did. and let his ego run him out of L.A.
1: Well, he won three championships.
0: He did, but, I mean, so. he, bro- he broke free of L.A. No, he did, over yeah. an ego dispute. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, And he never hit a gym until he was retired. Um, so I don't know yeah. if he's the guy that should be – bad-mouthing
1: well when you're when when you are a physical specimen like he is you don't have to hit
0: the gym that often yeah you just play until your body decides to break down and you say i'm gonna i'm I'm not gonna do anything to to extend my career i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna take a backup that guy also has a great life too oh for sure i like shaq i like Shaq. Shaq. i just you know i don't think he needs to bad mouth shaq would be great on this podcast he bounced around on this podcast would be that would be would be exciting but well, what do you think I'm about? Sure, I'm uh, sure
1: he would actually want to come on a podcast. He lives in L.A. He does. He does. Well, he? He? I, no, I think he has. A, I think he has a home in Atlanta. I don't know. I was watching his like. Uh, oh, that's true. And a place that, in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure he has places all over the place. But no, he would be awesome on the show. That'd be pretty cool. No, to I'm, get gonna, Shaq. I'm gonna
0: contact Shaq. I'm gonna be reaching out to your agent. I know you listen <laughs> to the show. I, everybody. But well, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Uh, uh, I mean, he, he. This is the problem with the rookie contract, uh-huh. right? Like, you could say, "Why did he sign the contract?" But what's He's got two years left on a deal. If he blows out his, you know, if he blows out you know his mcl and his acl and he's out for a season or if he has well some he did I mean, early on in the season i mean yeah. he
1: he uh well, he broke his or he he um tore his acl yeah. in practice uh the second season um but you know i mean it, it seems i mean there's rumors out there right now that he might be moving to the niners
0: that how can you do, what do you what are you going to give up like, that are the is, is kyle shanahan going to give up what a, I, a first round pick for, for the next three for Deshaun years?
1: watson yeah I mean, come on! Look at we well, look at what well, look what the Steelers gave up for Minka Fitzpatrick. The what first two for a third? A first and a third. I thought it was two first rounds. No, uh, I'm not sure what it was, but I mean, still, you can't get this caliber of quarterback in the first round. This year, probably not next uh, yeah, year, you're right. I think not it was the following year. You're not going to find this caliber of quarterback in the near future. I mean, he is one of the best quarterbacks, the best young talents that oh, we've seen sure. in a long time. He's, but you got to
0: trade away your entire future. He also to get had him. about
1: 4,600 yards this season, somewhere around there, passing. Um, he yeah,
0: was like second in the, in the AFC. I, I think it was first
1: in, I think first in the league. First in the yeah, league. Yeah, I think it was first in the league. league.
0: In a losing effort I'm, in a 4 win exactly. team. So
1: that shows how impressive he is to throw for that many yards on a losing team. And, and that's without DeAndre Hopkins. You know, that's without um, even... What, Fuller? Did Fuller play a full season? I'm not even sure if Fuller played an entire Almost. season. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't have, like, the greatest uh, receiving core uh, built around him. Um, you know, and it's not like, you know, the Niners have the greatest wide receivers either, except for Kittle. I mean, Kittle is uh, the best tight end. But, um, no, I mean, just imagine if he did go to the Niners. If the, even if they had to give up that much, I would definitely It'll give up that lot, much. It'll be a
0: lot, because there'll be other teams
1: yeah, I know, I know, but in the market as well. I would. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, if you're the Steelers right now... You you don't know what what's going to happen after Ben Roethlisberger retires. Wouldn't you give up the you know, three first round picks for getting Deshaun Watson?
0: Three first round picks in a row, maybe. I, it's not like maybe. What, what have you done with your last three first round yeah, picks? Uh, I, you know. I wouldn't be. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it would make next year's cap situation even worse because of the the amount of cap space that Watson would suck up if we if we Roethlisberger retired. Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate his honesty. I mean, he had to sign the deal, otherwise. I mean, because if he has a career-ending injury, he doesn't get. It. I mean, he's making his rookie contract. He had he had to sign and get that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether he hates Houston or doesn't hate, he, he still
1: had two years left. Stay in in Houston and yeah. flounder away. He could just, have waited
0: until he was a free agent, but then just he, like
1: Matthew Stafford floundered away in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might I'd as well go
0: to, to a see team. See Matthew Stafford go somewhere and see if he's you know, a really winning good.
1: organization. Because if he did go to the Niners, I mean, the Niners would be, you know, they'd be the favorites to win. The NFC West, if he goes there,
0: yeah, with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson in the same. Oh man,
1: that'd be awesome with Jared
0: Goff bringing up the rear there. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, Kyler Murray, up and coming, Kyler Murray. You know, I just, I mean, I appreciate his honesty. I just don't know how that deal gets done. You know, it's so much money. It the the compensation is going to be just through the roof. You know, he he is probably you know the second or third best quarterback in the AFC, and you're going to be giving up a lot to get them.
1: Hey, but it's worth it. I
0: think it'd be worth it. For the Niners as well as 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 well coached as they are and what they're able to do with players that no one's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the team that would do it. With John Lynch and their ability to draft and get, you know, decent players late in the draft, you know, in the 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th round.
1: And and he was seen on, on was it Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was on I mean, one of the social medias out there. I mean, he was in a convertible and he took a picture of himself in a Niners jersey. So where there's smoke, there's fire. There's fire. So
0: mm, but, never but, know. Yeah, I mean, just doesn't I mean, I feel bad for the guys that are still there because it looks like the the Niners organization or the uh the Texans organization is not uh, doing well. Let's put it that way. They're yeah, well, not doing
1: well. They did themselves a favor when they fired O'Brien, so that's good.
0: Yeah, at least they got rid of O'Brien. Easterby's still there, tight with Cal McNair. Cal McNair's not a particularly good owner. Uh, so we'll see. You mm-hmm. know, they had a couple good runs with with Watson, but I don't begrudge the guy for for signing that contract. Wentz for Watson? Hmm. I can, I, I can we do it? Uh, yeah, can we do the it? The money's about the same. I think. Right, well, I take actually him. Wentz might have. A bigger no, cap. I, th- I think.
3: I think it's I, close. Actually,
1: I think Wentz might. But if you, I would give up three. I would give up three first round picks. I don't give a fuck. I would give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson and Wentz. Just get this guy out of here, and I want Deshaun Watson. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean,
0: I hope it doesn't. I mean, as as one of our our longtime co hosts, you haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, I'm sure she, Sonia, would not want Deshaun Watson going off to play no. in the NFC West. So no, let's, the Niners. All I care about is that they get him out of the AFC. That You know, we've mm-hmm. already got Patrick Mahomes. We don't need Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and all these young guys. And Trevor Lawrence is coming into the league. Can we just jettison one of these guys off to the NFC so you guys have to deal uh, with Justin
1: them? Justin Herbert, amazing rookie campaign.
0: Yeah, at least it's a charger, so we don't have to worry too much about that, <laughs> <laughs> depending on where they go. Hey,
1: Lynn's not there anymore. With
0: their head coach search. Uh, but that's it for the NFL news. Finally, what's next on the big board?
1: Next up on the big board, Ben, we have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there.
0: Yes, thank you all to our new listeners, as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, in your car, at your desk, wherever it is you're listening to the show, on your run, on your hike, please go to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, and from there, search... Thirsting Gold Podcast, or you can search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Pound it, bash that five star review button. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know about our show. We would truly appreciate it. Just, you know, grab their phone when they're in the loo, when they're in the bathroom, <laughs> grab their phone and just put Thirsting Gold Podcast closet. in the water closet. Put Thirst and Gold Podcast in their and They'll see it. On Sunday morning, they'll wake up to the glorious, glorious site. The Thirsty Goal has a new episode, and they'll listen to it, and they'll say, where has this been all my life? Huh. Friday, what's next up on a big board? That's great, Ben. I <laughs> <laughs> are you? How, how
1: are you? How, how are you? <laughs> at uh I don't know some some marketing big agency marketing somewhere. firm. In. that sounds good. All right. That's that perfect. Th- next up on the Big board. <laughs> uh right. next up Ben, we're going to recap the NFL Wild Card weekend. Actually, we did Saturday last weekend. We'll recap Sunday and we'll talk about the divisional round.
0: All right, hold tight everybody. <laughs>
1: All right, and we are back with our NFL Wildcat Wild Oh my God, Wild Card Super Wild Card <laughs> Weekend recap of Sunday. And also our divisional round playoff recap and picks. And Ben, I see you have the Labat Blue yes. on the table. It's time Not to talk you football. You found that six pack. In one of the Encino, okay, Encino. So it was you actually searched for it yeah, online, online, and you, and you did find it's not something you can find everywhere. I had to go, but to, actually, it's actually pretty good. It's actually not, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, like you said, you used to drink this um,
0: before the Buffalo Bills games. Yep. yep, you know, tailgating in a giant field <laughs> where the bathroom was the the tree line at the edge of the field. Those were the days. I'm sure it's not like that anymore. Uh, I'm sure it might still it be. It might still be. Yeah. Did Heading... you jump off? Did you jump off your uh, camper
1: onto a table?
0: Or was, uh, I did, no, I yeah? never did the table thing. Uh, you know, I did a lot of crazy. As you know, I've done a lot of crazy, stupid things. Uh, <laughs> that didn't. I didn't want to. In miss- your younger days. Yeah. In my in younger, your younger days. Younger days. Yes. Now I just get hurt doing you're, you're, traditional, you're normal way things. More
1: mature yeah. now. Now at- I just
0: get hurt doing normal, everyday <laughs> activities. Uh, but it was yeah, it was. I mean, it was a blast. Uh, you know, we would drink the Labatt Blue, uh, during the game, before the game, go to the Tops or the Wegmans the night before the game. Take your friend's truck around the back, get as many empty wood pallets as you can, start them on fire at nine o'clock in the morning for your one o'clock start. Sit there, you know, around the fire getting warm and drink until you get into the game. Drink during the game. Drink after the game. <laughs> go to the bar after that. Uh, so it was a and long a day, a lot of Labatt. That's a for sure. lot of Labatt. Uh, well, what me. else to drink i mean you had a little bat but what else to drink i mean was there oh. any
1: sort of whiskeys gins i mean i need a oh drinker now.
0: yeah uh, back then i probably drank southern comfort rum yeah <laughs> rum and coke yeah. southern comfort i was young yeah, yeah, yeah rum and coke's and southern comfort probably that's usually what you drink yeah kid. no tequila no scotch no whiskey back uh, yeah. then I'm, I'm sure tequila wasn't huge in buffalo yeah at not really and it was not good no tequila. cholula it was not no, no cholula, cholula shots, shots. No tahini. We didn't even know what tahini is. They may not. They still may not know what tahini uh, is. like what's tagine? Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's kind of spicy. I don't like that. What's that for? Give me, stuff me the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Friday. First up, Ravens. This is from last Sunday. We covered this Friday. Said we covered the Saturday game, so we'll cover the Sunday games, and then we'll talk about the two games today. Uh, but the first game Sunday, Ravens twenty, Tennessee Titans thirteen. Bottling up, Derrick Henry. Front, yeah, would say know. you?
1: I was shocked about that. I mean, Derrick Henry. Let's look, let's look at his stats right here, Ben. Derrick Henry, forty yards on Ooh, the ground. You don't win.
0: 18 carries. You don't
1: win playoff games with the two thousand yard rusher in the league going for forty yards. You just can't do it that way.
0: But give the Ravens' defense credit. Don yeah. Martindale was ready to go, nope. and even tonight in the Bills' game, they didn't mm-hmm. give up a ton of points. Nope. Uh, actually, the offense gave up seven of those points. Yep. Uh, so I mean, Martindale's defense tonight gave up. What gave up ten points? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. i uh, surprised he isn't getting a sniff at a head coaching position. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill, 18-26, to 26, 165 and count it. One TD, one interception. Very pedestrian effort against the Baltimore defense. As Franny said, 18 carries, 42.2 average for Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. the MVP. Uh, they bottled him up. I mean, that Was is MVP? pretty I amazing. Mean, What's that? Was he the MVP? No, but a lot of people are (laughs) talking about him as if he should have been the MVP. not after that. I mean, obviously, it's a
1: regular season MVP, but not in the
0: playoffs. Not like that. But A.J. Brown, only 83 yards in a TD. Nobody else of note. You know, uh, Anthony Fisk—I can't remember pronounce it. firkshire Uh, 44 yards, but look at the Ravens last week as compared to this week. Lamar Jackson, 17 of 24 for 179. No TDs through the air, one pick, but look at that on the ground. 16 carries for 136 yards and a TD. Another 1,000-yard rushing season for Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins with 43 yards on the ground. No TDs through the air. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, Friday, what say you about Baltimore, you know, Beating well, I mean, a pretty good Tennessee Titans team. And you know, what do you think about Mike Vrabel being down 17-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter, facing a fourth and two at the Baltimore 40 and punting the ball away that, along with the
1: game? That's a head scratch right there, Ben. I mean, just like in the Pittsburgh game, you know, on fourth and one, didn't go for it. And then obviously cost you the game. I mean, I mean, maybe not costed you the game, but, um, you know, who knows what would yeah, happen if they actually did go for it on fourth and one and convert that. But uh you know in the playoffs you just have to go for it. I don't understand these coaches. There's you don't there's no it's not a three game series. It's that one yeah. game. That's all you play is that one game. And if you lose 40. that then you are out. And from the forty But I mean in this game, I mean the, the biggest play in this game was that long Lamar Jackson run at the end of the half. Uh was it a third down or a fourth down? I can't exactly remember what it was. You mean this but one? This one right here.
2: Jackson trying to escape and run for it, and he's got it more. Lamar Jackson
0: down the sideline. Will they give it to him? They will. Touchdown, Baltimore. 48 mm-hmm. yards down the sideline for Lamar Jackson. Yep,
1: yep. it was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful run. I mean, nobody could catch him. I, you know, all, all all of the defenders looked like they weren't even close. I mean, this guy was just like a lightning bolt down yep. the field on when that play. When he gets in the
0: open field, it's yeah. hard, to, even hard to stop for the Bills yeah. tonight. It seemed
1: like there was a few guys that could, but nope, he just created that space and. You know, he just went straight for the end zone. That, that was the biggest difference in this game. Somebody had to create, because of the the, the way the game was going, it was, it was a defensive battle. Just, somebody needed to uh, do something big on offense, and it was Lamar Jackson on that one play, and that's basically the difference in this game.
0: Yeah, and the Titans got out to a huge 10-point lead early. Looked like they were going to stay in control of that game, but the Ravens came right back, came right back in this game and scored 10 points in the second quarter, another seven in the third and three. Points in the fourth quarter. Uh, but wow, the worm has turned between last week and this week. But what do you think about the Titans? Now that we what you know, now we what we saw with the Ravens this week. I mean, what do you think about the Titans going forward? Are they going to go forward as currently constructed? I mean, this was I mean, they had a 10-point lead in this mm-hmm. game. They've got Derrick Henry. That should have been enough game? to keep this close right until the end, and they probably should have won this game yeah, with I mean- that lead.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I still think the Titans next year are going to be pretty decent oh, in the that's AFC right. as well. Ryan
0: Tannehill, I keep forgetting.
1: Well, I mean, look, they had they had an eleven and five record this season. You know, last season they went to the AFC Championship game. So I mean, obviously they have the talent there. They were just unlucky in this one, and you know, Derrick Henry didn't have his usual you know hundred and thirty yards in this game. Baltimore did an excellent job against him.
0: Yeah, and the play action was not working. For Ryan Tannehill in this game, Uh, that is, I mean, to me, it's pretty amazing. I mean, if you're able to key on Derrick Henry, shut him down, hold him to 40 yards and still not let those passing lanes open for Ryan Tannehill, a competent passer, Mm -hmm. not let Ryan Tannehill get out there and beat you with his legs, either only six yards rushing in this game, pretty impressive for the Baltimore Ravens, at least last week. I'm sure you were happy with that, though, Ben. You Uh were rooting against... Oh, I was rooting Baltimore. for Tennessee all the
1: way. Uh, of course, yeah. When they were up ten nothing, we were texting back forth like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, this fuck shit's over." Baltimore, over, but
0: go back to oh, where you came oh, from.
1: Oh, there it is. You said, "Fuck Baltimore." Oh, there man, we go. shot.
0: And why right are we taking a you, shot for the? Lo- I mean, it's in my division. I'm allowed to say punishment shot. I'm allowed to say the f word about teams in my division, especially when two of them, especially when as of this morning, when I woke up this Saturday. Two teams in my yeah, division were still playing football in Divisional Weekend while the Steelers— And one of them beat you. And they better not be in Cabo. They better not be in Cancun. They better not be in the Bahamas. They better not be anywhere nice <laughs> because they don't deserve to be anywhere nice.
1: Per our drinking game agreement, Ben, if you well, that's say— a big shot. I know it is. If you say anything negative about any Stumbling. team in your division, which is the AFC North, or if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if Sonia, who's not on the podcast, hasn't been on in a while, I'm sure she'll return eventually. If she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But tonight we are drinking and well, we're it's continuing, almost gone. continuing to drink. I know. seriously, we've been drinking a lot of this stuff. Uh, the Tennessee, actually the old smoky Gatten, Gattenburg, Tennessee Mango Habanero whiskey and it is one it's of the mouthful one of the thickest drinks you will ever see yeah. on the shelf i mean this thing definitely has some legs, ben this yeah, thing it, is
0: it's like maple syrup
1: yeah it is syrupy <laughs> in, in, in its uh, consistency can't and see to the bottom of the glass it is and we've been drinking this for a couple weeks now so we exactly know what the flavor is yeah. and tonight's a warm night so it's probably w- worse. Uh, worse than it has been in weeks past so right, let's cheers to shot. you ben for saying something negative about a team in your division
0: absolutely
1: the more drinks the merrier uh,
0: mm. ah, that's it's not very
1: good. Um, that's yeah. It is, it is worse when it's warm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I like the, sure. I like the spice on the end. I think it just, but lingers. it's so
1: thick and sh- and sweet. It lingers way too long. It's at the back of my throat. It just pinches.
0: Yes, and it pinches until you. That's habanero. You're drinking the habanero.
1: A lot of a lot of sugar, I'm sure too. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that's mm. uh, yeah. You want to get your ducing. pre-diabetes check yeah. when you go to work? Just uh, uh. <laughs> run through a clinic and see what your blood. <laughs> Sugar levels are after that. Are yeah. anything, anything else to add about uh, Baltimore and Tennessee? No, but you
1: called it, though, Ben. I mean, you, you said that Baltimore was playing good to finish the season. And they were. They, were. You know, they won, what, six straight to finish yep. the season? They come into this game. They take care of business. Their defense was on point like it was tonight, too. But, you know, we'll talk more about that.
0: Yeah, and I was rooting for the Bills tonight, obviously. Uh, but I did bet on the Ravens to win straight up because I just thought they were rolling at the right time. They had Everything going right. They were running the ball. Their defense was playing lights out. Labar mm-hmm. was passing the ball and moving the ball down the field with his legs, and it just came to a screeching halt mm-hmm. at Bills Stadium. <laughs> uh. Next up, Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Bears are uh, Saints twenty-one. Bears 9. Mm-hmm. Franny. The Bears couldn't do anything Nothing. in this game. Nothing. They well, couldn't. I
1: mean, there was that long shot Other down the than field. the fact that
0: they, they decided midway through this game, apparently, well, they didn't actually do it midway through the game, but Matt Nagy is back. Yeah. <laughs> with, no, all, with all his
1: offensive success. Their offense was pathetic. As the coordinator. Pathetic. I mean, their offense was pathetic, to say the least. I mean, Trubisky, obviously not a great quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I probably would have thrown foals in this game just to see what, you know, what Type of fire he can light under it his was team's bad ass. because in the, I mean, in the, anything.
0: Even in the third quarter, the Bears they were hypothetically around. still had a chance if they could if they could have scored yeah. a touchdown in because the third quarter. Because their Defense yeah. kept
1: them in this game, but their offense just could not do anything. I mean, there was that long shot right before the half. I believe it was. I, I can remember who the receiver was that dropped it, but it was one of the only perfect throws that Trubisky has had in, in his entire career. Yeah. and it went right through the hands of the receiver. And uh, I'm sure you have some sound bites for us but once
0: again. The Saints. That's big because it's part of the plan. Chicago had to. Be oh, careful. Tony Romo's that smooth
2: voice. Not a smooth
0: Michael Thomas. I mean, that's going to be the story tomorrow as well. Breeze to Thomas. Mm-hmm. What do you do about those two? Well,.
1: We'll make our predictions.
0: November. Yes, we will. Uh, but Friday, Tariq Cohen was lost for the season for the Bears. That was a big hit. They're weak at the wide receiver position. We had another wide receiver decide to take a punch at a player in this game and got ejected from mm-hmm. the game. Second bear, second Bears receiver this year to get ejected for punching a, an opponent. That's yeah. got to be some kind of a record. And the first time was hilarious. Yeah. That was I mean, like that was like he WWE.
1: Took a, he just took a swing at the yeah. guy, and the guy just kind of stood there, like, "What the fuck you doing?" Yeah, like, "What are you doing?" And a, he took another swing. And you he did have a helmet on, right? He stuck back. He like he stood yeah. back, like, "What are you gonna do?" And he didn't do anything. So we like took another swing at him.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah, that was a weird one. And even Nagy said they talked about it, but it didn't help. Uh, you know, the defense played pretty well. I mean, Khalil Mack, wow, talk about trading away a bunch of draft picks. Khalil Mack fell off a cliff mm-hmm. this year, not playing like his old self. But they did give up a lot to get him. Obviously, University of Buffalo. No, I mean, their
1: defense was great. I mean, their defense could
0: not have played any better yeah. against
1: uh, Drew Brees and the Saints.
0: But is it time? Trubisky's a free agent. Time to move what on. What do yeah. you say? I, I'd say it's time to do move on, Do you think yes. it's time to move on from Trubisky? I mean, this game was so frustrating so. to watch because any team with a modicum of offense uh-huh. could have kept this game close until yeah. the end of the fourth quarter and potentially had a chance to win it, but the Bears' complete ineptitude... Mm. And squeak it into the playoffs, but their complete ineptitude. The Saints didn't have to do that much to, to just to win this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you? I mean, do you think what are they going to do? I mean, it, their draft picks going to be, you know, probably. I, I I know they announced it's probably like eighteen or nineteen somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, somewhere around there. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be late. Most of the quarterbacks the are going to be
1: gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have Foles, they have Trubisky. I mean, obviously, I don't think they're going to do anything with Trubisky. They're going to move on from, from Trubisky. Uh, you know, Foles, Foles still under contract for another he year. He is I think. under contract. I mean, if he can be their backup, Roll you know, but with I mean, you, you have to, uh, you definitely have to find somebody. I mean, Fitzpatrick's floating around. I'm sure Fitzpatrick, you know, he would find more success with this team than Trubisky or Foles has had. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see what they do moving forward. But that, I mean, the entire season, their offense was just pathetic, and we've been talking about this since you know week probably four or five even when they were like five and one to start the season I mean their their offense has just struggled immensely and you know their defense is great and it sucks to have a team where your defense is that good but your offense cannot move the football I mean
0: it must be so frustrating and it's and I mean bringing Matt and back I don't even know if I think it's a bad idea I mean it's you know what it parcells you know if you want me to make the if you want me to make you dinner you got to let me buy the groceries Mm -hmm. the groceries I mean, they they buy everything at the Seven Eleven. Expired. I mean, they, I mean Nagy doesn't have much to deal with mm-hmm. or to to so work with moldy, over
1: there. What's moldy that? Moldy cheeses. Moldy cheeses. And, it's like that and, old hot dog and, that's been uh, turning on that on that thing for I don't the know hot, days. Seven Eleven hot dogs. Yeah, the Seven Eleven hot dogs. You bite into it. it's like biting into rubber. I mean, who's the tight not end? Not that I, I've Jimmy heard. Gr- I got I'm Jimmy, not, Jimmy, not like I go that often, but <laughs> I'm guessing the consistency is like rubber. Pretty bad. You know, you got like Jimmy Graham as your tight end inducing hot dog.
0: You know, they got to do better. You know. In terms of the draft and getting some offensive firepower in Chicago, I mean, when Jimmy Graham's your best option at tight end, when Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm.
2: you know, they up, got lucky up. with him. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that wasn't that wasn't a draft pick that they expected to 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 turn into what he turned into, even though he got hurt. You know, so what do you do? Is with, Jay at the, Cutler out there? got to do something. To, Brandon Marshall? They haven't had there? a quarterback. I think we talked about it a few podcasts ago. I mean, their last quarterback was in the fifties. Yeah. Their last good quarterback was in the 1950s. No, their last good,
1: quote-unquote, good quarterback was Cutler. Was Cutler, but Uh, he was never good.
0: good. And he never never cared. Well, he cared, but he didn't show that he cared. That's why people like Salah, right? Because he shows that he cares. He wears it on his sleeve. Uh, but, But the Saints, you know, they didn't put up a particularly good showing in this game.
1: No, they didn't. They actually didn't. But also, you know, like we mentioned, that that Bears defense—I mean—they kept them in check, and that, thats kind of what I expected in this game. That's the only reason why I thought the Bears maybe had a chance in this one was because of their defense. But their offense failed them
0: miserably. Yeah, I picked them to win. I am not having a good playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh Trubisky, nineteen to twenty-nine for one ninety-nine. One count it. One touchdown. No TDs on the ground. David Montgomery with thirty-one, only thirty-one yards on the ground. Jimmy Graham actually didn't have a bad year. Two two catches, twenty-five yards and a touchdown. But Drew Brees. 28 of 39 for 265, and to count them, two touchdowns, pretty efficient for Mr. Breeze. Alvin Kamara, of course, with 99 yards on 23 carries and a TD. Michael Thomas with a TD from the audio soundbite. And Latavius Murray with a touchdown through the air. Uh, but do you think this gives you any concern going into the next game for the oh, Saints against the we'll firepower that could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We will talk about that. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right, you just want to get to the next game. I know how it is.
1: Uh this this was disappointing.
0: The next game.
1: Disappointing.
0: Steelers. Huh. Browns. Browns 48-28 of which were in the first few minutes of the game to 37. The Steelers implode on national television. Chernobyl meltdown (laughs) in front of everyone's eyes Uh from the opening snap all the way through the end of the first quarter, the the worst first quarter in the history of Steelers football, two interceptions by Ben Roethlisberger in the first quarter, along with a high snap. Neither Ben Roethlisberger nor James Conner apparently wanted to touch because neither they just got to the ball, stared at it and waited for the Browns (laughs) to land on it. They could have kicked it out of the end zone, but they did not. They just stared at it because they didn't communicate as they were running towards the ball. So the game started much like the Super Bowl between the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos with a touchdown for the defense. It was ugly all the way through, Friday It was a mess. It was a train wreck. Yep. It was everything that was wrong with the Steelers all year long. Even when they got in the hole, they couldn't run the ball. They tried, but they couldn't. They they were able to dig themselves out of it a little bit, but Roethlisberger threw four picks by the the last pick was essentially meaningless. Yeah, a, lot of,
1: a lot of balls that were thrown way too high. I mean, um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, towards the end of the season had absolutely no accuracy on the football. You know, I mean, I don't know what the hell happened to the guy.
3: He
0: is the only second person ever to throw for five hundred yards know, in a game, and this, I, was, and this was the game.
1: <laughs> I, I in a know, playoff, I mean, game, in a playoff game. but you know, a lot of them. I mean, a lot of it was you know just garbage. I mean, because when you're trailing by that much, then you're definitely going to be throwing the football a lot in the game. Um, but for Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he he was. I'm not sure what happened the last five games of the season. I mean, just
0: yeah, I mean, it, very the, the entire team. I mean, it it. it Tomlin every single week would say, we're going to fix the running game. We're going yeah, to fix the running sounds game. Sounds like
1: something the coach would say. And
0: and like I said earlier, Pouncy probably done. Filer, probably done. The offensive line that was so strong for so many years for the Steelers, just completely imploded this year. They couldn't run the ball at all. They couldn't mm-hmm. run the ball in this game, even not though the they did try back Either in the first half. What's that? Not the best option at running back yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, Connor, you know, <laughs> he's a free agent, not coming back next year, but but everybody along that offensive line, with the exception of maybe Zach Banner, who's already in his 30s, is you know, Villanueva's probably done. You know, they couldn't get any push with that offensive line. Pouncey was so scared he was going to miss his block that he threw the ball over Roethlisberger's head. He has a history of being one of the poorest snappers in the league in terms of accuracy anyway Uh, but to throw the ball over your quarterback's head on the first play of the game give up a touchdown the Steelers completely panicked Mm -hmm. after that just they just completely panicked Ben throws an interception on the next drive or the drive after that and it was just downhill they gave up 28 points in the first quarter of this game put together 10 points in the second quarter but it was it was not enough at any point they finally finally got To a point on the field where if they scored a touchdown, they could have cut the deficit to five. But instead, Mike Tomlin decides to punt Mm -hmm. on fourth and two inside the Browns 50-yard line, saying after the game that he thought because the defense had finally finally stopped them on the last two drives that he felt good about that in the moment. Uh, you know, I, the defense and, and the defense played like shit. Let's be honest. The defense played like shit in this game too. <clears throat> yeah, dude, this is Tomlin's defense. He called the plays in his overly complex defense that Hayward said things, when things go wrong, things go really wrong. If one guy or two guys misses their assignment, everything breaks down. That tells me it's too complex. Constantly during the game, they had, they had linebackers guarding Jarvis Landry, which is beyond my ability to comprehend on the third and two in the, in the fourth quarter, when there was only one wide receiver on the field and three tight ends, the guy guarding the one receiver that was on the field was Alex Highsmith, a rookie tight, a rookie linebacker. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? They picked up the third and two by throwing it to Jarvis Landry. fronty What do you think? It was a it was a I fucking mean, right, shit show. Right. from the beginning. It was a shit show.
1: It was a shit show, and right from the beginning. I mean, after that that uh, that high snap that uh, you know uh, the Browns ended up scoring a touchdown on. I mean, right then, you said this game. Is over, and I thought I thought there was they an panicked. overreaction. I thought it was an overreaction from you, but you know it was, it was that and the interception, another quick touchdown. I mean, it, it just it just snowballed so quickly, you know, from zero zero to twenty eight nothing in no time, and in the it, was, first it was shocking. Quarter, and the it Steelers, was shocking to see this yeah. happen to the Steelers. The Steelers in the, the playoffs with Mike Tomlin as your coach, with you know Ben Roethlisberger you know who's been there so many times in his career you you would think that you know he would have some they were at the 38 sort of yard line when they punted right. that ball he would have experience knowing where things would go but i mean 28 nothing
0: in what it was beginning of the second quarter it was 28 nothing crazy yeah. and and the steelers have not been able to score and they were the worst team in the league this year scoring in the first quarter they were horrific at it mm-hmm. uh, tomlin had another punt in the fourth in the fourth quarter from our own 40 yard line I, I think it was fourth and I think it was fourth and two, fourth and three mm-hmm. punted again there. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger, I said with the three interceptions and the fumble, the defense collapsed, you know, uh, I, I, they've had three playoff wins mm-hmm. since 2011 mm-hmm. in the last decade. Yeah. They've had three playoff wins. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. You would, would you, think they've had maybe 10 or 12 playoff wins. Would since you in move the last... on
1: from Mike Tomlin?
0: I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, at the time during the game, I certainly am sure I, well, I texted not only, that. Not only this game. There's been many games. But this <laughs> is his defense. I mean, and we were talking about this before we started the podcast. These head coaches are going to have to give up their love of the coordinator position. If they want to be a coordinator, then go fucking somewhere and get a coordinator position. Mm-hmm. But Tomlin, the only reason Keith Butler's not going to get fired is because he didn't call the defense. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin was the reason that there was a, the linebackers constantly throughout this game on the best receivers for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. He's got to stop you know, with this infatuation because it's his pet project, the defense, get a defensive coordinator and let Keith Butler call the plays on defense and simplify that defense. Uh, the Steelers are not going to move on from Mike Tomlin. He's got a year left on his contract, and then there's a team option after that. The Steelers don't fire head coaches. They let their contracts expire mm-hmm. and then don't bring them back. So he's going to get another year. But yes, the defense—it wasn't just the offense in this game. The defense collapsed entirely. They yep. gave up 48 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was three interceptions. But the but the Browns scored off of all of those yeah, interceptions, exactly.
1: and they scored pretty easily too. I mean, Nick Chubb with a couple of you know runs right there um, that got them pretty close to the goal line. I mean, you know, it, they just couldn't stop. They couldn't stop the run at all. I mean, yeah. both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, you know, were just running all over them. Um, you know Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, he had a pretty decent game himself too. Uh, and I did not expect this. I mean, especially you know the week before, you allowed the Browns to make it in to the playoffs. And you know, maybe in that game, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Maybe in that game, so you don't want to meet the same team two Again? weeks in a row. Play your starters,
3: yeah. Hindsight Played is Big
0: Ben. Yeah, you yeah, know, because I mean, <laughs> I'm sure at the time I said it was a good idea, but yeah, they but, really only had two quarters of good football. Yeah. In the last could, five games. You,
1: you could have easily been playing somebody else and not
0: the Browns. They let the Browns in. The Browns beat them up. I mean, but look, they have no offensive identity at all. They mm-hmm. don't run the ball. They don't stop the run. Uh, but look at the teams that don't have an identity. The Seahawks, they're gone. The Bears, they're gone. The Colts, they were close. You know, Washington, also close. But the teams that don't have an offensive identity, they're all out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Steelers got through 16 games of a season without at any point trying to run the ball. Figure out a way to run the ball. Uh, you know, even in this game, you know, they had, they brought, I uh, can't remember who they brought, an offensive lineman back and they benched, I can't remember what his name was, but they benched, they benched Dotson, who was playing well, you know, in Filer's absence, Filer was back, they brought him in and he shit the bed in this game because the Steelers do not allow players to lose their job to injury. it, it I don't think you let Tomlin go because I, because I know they won't let Tomlin go. And mm-hmm. the option, the alternatives, when you see people that getting hired around the league, the alternative might be worse. You know, but they've he's got to he's got to say I'm going to be the head coach, I'm going to manage this team. I'm not going to call the plays on defense anymore. I'm going to let my defensive coordinator play. You know, call the plays. I'm going to let my offense coordinator call the plays. I'm not going to let Ben Roethlisberger call the plays, and I'm going to manage this team. But the Pittsburgh Steelers. To average 84 rushing yards a game over an entire season is the worst they've had since sometime in the 60s, I think. Mm -hmm. That's pathetic. You weren't even
1: around, Ben. And
0: and I just don't (laughs) understand how it happened. Every week, Tom, can you fix it? Yes. Can you fix it? Yes. But I do have a little bit of... Well, there's not one coach in the league that says I'm not going to fix it. You know, (laughs) let's, let's listen to a Brown Steelers audio to make me more depressed
4: picked them up three years ago second down and ten here they throws throws Chubb makes the grab gets some blocking breaks tackles and
0: Chubb is going to go all the way to the end zone for a Browns touchdown yeah they missed like three tackles on that play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could blame the offense all you want, but the, the I mean, the defense gave up 48 a bit down points the field in this game. I, I just don't know what to say. I honestly don't know what to say. it was. was I, I, was I, I was Why? I I know you were telling me all shot season long, You
3: play.
0: know that they they were they were. You know it was fool's goal. <laughs> they they weren't beating anybody. You know, and I thought you know I don't know why I thought a team that was so, is a liar. This guy doesn't know what he's talking so about. So one dimensional. Short passes. Short passes. Short passes. The entire offense was short passes and passes out on out on the edges. Nothing in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. How I thought that that offensive game plan could find its way into the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs, I don't even know how I thought that that was possible. Yeah. But at least we lost to the Browns. At least. Yeah, I mean, the Browns. I the team in your division. They are. but the, I would hate to lose you the know, to the bills It's like my, losing to the Bills. Division. We didn't lose to the Patriots or the Chiefs. Or, or a team that's, you know, a, a team that has some, you know, history of success. At least we lost, I mean, because this meant a ton to the people in, in Cleveland and to the fans of Cleveland. So I'll give them that. No. Uh, but we have a lot. No, I wouldn't, I mean, if I lost a team in my division, I'd be pissed. I don't care. <sighs> but
1: we have a lot There's to There's no silver with. lining in that.
0: Juju's, uh, you know, a free agent. Bud Dupree's a free agent.
1: Yeah, you know, dude, we're pretty, right up
0: against the salary cap. I
1: mean, Juju, you can you can get rid of Juju Smith. I mean, I mean we'll you, find you, you, another receiver. I mean, you can find another receiver that can you know dance on logos all he wants. I mean, he, the last couple of years he's actually been pretty disappointing. I mean, he had that one good season when you know uh, was a couple of years back when Ben Ross. He hasn't Rosberg. had a good season since last Brown year, since Not Brown very left. good, but the season before, um, you know, when Ben Ross was still healthy, uh, you so know, he had, a, healthy. he had a pretty decent season. Um, but no, these last couple of seasons, he you can definitely move on from him. Yeah. He's, he's not worth keeping. He's not worth signing not for eighteen million dollars no, or thirteen Plus or fourteen or money. fifteen million dollars. You definitely move on from him. Um, as far as, as far as Bud Dupree, definitely. I mean, I would keep Bud Dupree. No money. There. Well, I would find a way. You have to find a way to sign Bud Dupree for sure.
0: I I would love to. Uh, I would love to. You know, they cut some guys this week, but I mean, we got to. You know, Mike Hilton's got. We got to get Mike Hilton back. Uh, Joe Hayden. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's. Got to find a way,
1: restructure contracts, not...
0: do something. Well, this is the Steelers. The Steelers are wimpy. Of you know, they are essentially. I don't know if you ever watched Popeye when you were a kid, but they are um, essentially the wimpy of the Popeye. NFL. You know, I will gladly pay your salary huh. or your signing bonus. You know, three years from now, then pay you today. For <laughs> I, will, I will happily do that. You know, now all of the, I mean that's why Roethlisberger's cap hit next year is going to be forty-two million dollars yep. because they they continue to renegotiate a contract and push those in and out years, and we got too much money. You know, people are talking about, you know, let Roethlisberger go and bring in Matt Stafford. That's not, you know, he's still a $20 million cap hit, even if they cut him. Mm -hmm. So you can't cut Ben Roethlisberger and then bring in Matt Stafford for $25 million. Now you even have a bigger cap hit at the quarterback position in a year when the cap is going to be $175 to $180 million. That's tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Steelers just have no identity. And I don't know how we got to this point. Like even what we were talking about, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But the Bills game, like, you know, I miss the days when the Steelers would get a lead in the fourth quarter. They'd run Jerome Bettis down your throat or even Richard Mendenhall down your throat. And they would just run the clock out on you and they would make you suffer. Mm-hmm. Now they're just chucking. I mean, he threw the ball 68 times in this game, I Roethlisberger. Well, I mean, for 500 obviously- yards.
1: This game dictated that. I mean, you know, obviously when you're down by 28 points early on, you have to throw the ball that many times. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not just this game. It's all of the games. I mean, you know, there, there, there was, you know, obviously there was no rushing attack at all for the Steelers this year, not last year, not the year before that. I mean, it's been Four pretty picks. pathetic on the ground. For the Steelers, and they've known this, and they haven't got, I mean, they, they got Benny Snell, and Benny Snell is not that, I mean, the guy sucks, let's just, let's just be honest, suck, the guy's not that good, the guy is definitely not Francisco. that good, he'll, so have 100, he'll have 150 many, yards a game, I don't know, I mean, they, they, I, there's no reason to even have that guy on the team, I'm sure you can probably find some guy on the practice squad that would be willing to, I don't know, run harder oh, than and he we'll, did, and, we'll draft and a, prove and himself, and we'll
0: definitely draft, we'll definitely draft a, a running back again this year, uh, But look at James Conner, 11 carries for 37 yards. Yeah, terrible. And a touchdown. Ben okay. Roethlisberger, 68 attempts, 501 yards, four interceptions, four TDs. But look at Baker Mayfield. I mean, you can't argue with this. 21-34, 263. Three, count them. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns in the game. Kareem Hunt with two touchdowns, 48 yards on eight carries, six yards in an attempt. Nick Chubb, 4.2 yards per attempt, 18 carries for 76 yards. Jarvis Landry with a touchdown. Nick Chubb with a touchdown. Austin Hooper with a touchdown. You know... I don't know. What the, What do you do? What do you do with the Steelers? I mean, they are. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really, really bad. I mean, you, they're drafting 24th next year. You can't get a quarterback at that. I mean, and if you do, you know, you're hoping that he's a that he's a, you know, that he's a, a you know, Russell Wilson or somebody that you get late and you just happen. I mean, I, I got some guys that I like. I mean, I've talked about some of the guys that I like, like Shane Bichelle. Uh, and I, he might be Kyle Trask out of Florida might be available. But but they can't even draft a quarterback with the first pick because they have so many holes on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that drafting somebody at the offensive line position in the first round makes sense to them because one offensive lineman does not an offensive line make. So maybe you take – I mean, if if there's a quarterback out there that you can get at 24 that you like, I think you take that quarterback rather than one offensive lineman. You can put together an offensive line some other way, mm-hmm. but one offensive lineman in the first round at 24 – I think you take a skill position, and hope for the best. But yeah. I mean, Friday. What's your, I, what's your, what's your opinion about man, what the Steelers a, should do find, next year? Find, assuming Roethlisberger comes back, because he will find
1: a running back in the draft. Get another running back. I don't care how you get him somewhere else in the league. You maybe trade for him. I don't know. Just just have a, um, you know, a, I don't know two running backs that you can actually attack a defense with because the. the the Steelers just don't have that right now. They don't even have one running back that can actually gain yardage at all. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they've been terrible the entire year, this year, last year. I mean, you just need to find a running game for the Steelers. I think that's probably the the biggest concern for the Steelers right now is just finding that sort of rushing attack. You know, that two-headed monster that you can, you can be confident in game in and game out, just like Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Because Cream Hunt? was available, they could have picked up Kareem Hunt also, but they didn't take him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, if he was on the team, I'm sure they would have found a little bit more success on the ground, but you need to find that two-headed monster that some other teams have, and the Steelers really need that right
0: now. Yeah, I mean, and when Tomlin was hired, that's what he said, run the ball, stop the run. I mean, run the ball, stop the run, and we have not done that for years. Three playoff games since 2011. We got our asses handed to us by the Jacksonville Jaguars back in 2017 in a very similar game where Mm -hmm. Rollinsberger was chucking touchdowns to Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in desperation at the end of that game trying to get back into it, just like they were in this game. I mean, granted, it didn't start out as badly. But, you know, I, I just don't know where the Steelers have gone wrong, how they've gotten into a place where there's, you know, where they're they're a West Coast offense hybrid. No darkness, my uh, West Coast <laughs> hybrid spread offense with no running game. Uh, it's, it's I don't know, but but they they
1: definitely they just need running backs. They need some solid running backs, and you know as as far as the offensive line, I mean the, the offensive line is good enough. I just think the the running backs on the team just they're just not performing well, and you just need to move on from those guys and find find a a nice little duo there. For the Steelers, well, we won't
0: have. like most teams have, yeah, except the Steelers. Except the Steelers, Tomlin had a few things to say.
4: We didn't perform well enough tonight. Not coaching, not playing. Um, You know, you can you can chalk it up to the turnover game, but you know we weren't good enough in a lot of other areas of communication in terms of detail. Um, It's not a good night for us, and in the single elimination tournament, we don't have a good night to go home. We understand that tip our caps to those guys and congratulate them. Uh, they did. Uh, we didn't. Um, just hurt for the guys in the locker room, man. That uh, Not only put forth great effort tonight, but put forth great effort uh, all year.
0: It was no great effort.
4: Uh, not only in terms of the ball, but... I don't think... Not that in that game. The ball, the things that we asked T-
0: both, not a single sack in that game. Not that, one sack. The After leading the league in sacks. Terms of
4: COVID protocol and all of that. Mm-hmm. 50 plus sacks last four years. Guys. Not one sack. Uh, but there's pain associated with where we are right now, and um, you know, it ain't running away from that. Uh, that's football, and that's life.
0: I mean, that's what you want your head coach to say. But where was that during the game? Well, you know, it's it's
1: scripted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the usual shit that you say after a loss. I mean, I, don't I feel know for what the else guys in the locker room. Yeah, you know, they, they 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 put their full effort into it the entire season. Tonight it didn't work out. Yeah, but well, watch,
0: well, watch well, watch we'll regroup. Watching Roethlisberger sit down at the end of that game with pouncy on the yeah, bench for pretty sad for ten minutes after the game, you know I just think it's sad that you know beginning in that Baltimore game, that game that was like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday whenever that was coming off a uh, you know coming off a not so great win before that, clearly the team was struggling you know you went into that Baltimore game, you lose to Washington, mm-hmm. you lose to Cincinnati, I uh, can't remember who the third loss was to, and they just never tried to fix it, mm-hmm. No, and that's what happens when your offense is so complex. You can't turn that big ship around, and they got to get back to the basics. In Pittsburgh, run the ball, stop run into the run. An What's that? Run into an iceberg. They you know, ran into an iceberg called the the, runner the Browns. Is the Browns? Uh, you know, and and stop talking shit. I mean, I know it's I know it sounds ridiculous to say that. And it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to Franey. It doesn't matter to you know to but Colin no, Coward. Ben, but when you're a 20, portion
1: of our drinking game,
0: when you're a 23 year old kid, if you say
1: overly positive things about a team in your division, I'll take a shot. I deserve it. <laughs> which for this.
0: is the Browns. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anything. I can't say enough about them. They played well. Yeah. And yeah. and I and I, I know it sounds trite and it sounds stupid, it, but when you got 22, 23, 24, 25 year old kids out there, you know. Dancing on a logo, Where doing whatever, doing just glass? an average size, <laughs> uh, but you know that matters to these kids. It doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter to anyone, right? But 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 why are they bouncing around on the Steelers logo? Why are there are there billboards all over Cleveland that says the Browns is the Browns? Why is Baker Mayfield posting it, screaming it? Because it does matter to these kids. You know they've got their heads in this respect game, and they don't like it. And yeah, no, a lot, of,
1: and Juju a was lot just of questions that need to be answered in the offseason for sure. I mean, as bad as the Eagles are right now, the Steelers have a lot of issues that they need to deal with in the offseason.
0: Yeah, they got lucky in those 11 games and they they, they rested on their laurels too long. Mm-hmm. All right, for anybody, to take yeah, you wanna take a you wanna take a quick break. That was me. a long that was, discussion well, about the Steelers. It was essentially the the eulogy for the Steelers probably for a long period of time. We'll see. We'll see how they how they
1: how you know how they how they turn things around, Ben. I mean you just never
0: know. You There's never a know. guy named Joe Burrow that's gonna be playing next year too, along with Baker that is, Mayfield. That is true. And Lamar Jackson. True. So that's, I mean
1: the, div- the the division is definitely getting more difficult and it seems like the Steelers are you know, they're a little bit on a downswing right now. So Yeah, and
0: Roethlisberger can still do it. He just needs to. They need a running game. They
1: just need a running game. They need a running game. That's that's their biggest. I mean, their defense was pretty. I mean, their defense was decent the entire season. Their defense was actually pretty good. I mean, they obviously had a, you know, a a couple of injuries that really hurt them there towards the latter part of the season. Um, but the running game. That's what you need to fix. You need, you know, you need a Le'Veon Bell once again.
0: Exactly. He'll be playing tomorrow. Yep. All right. So we'll be Antonio Brown. We'll take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Shot right there with the. uh, With the Antonio Brown wrap-up. No, the divisional (laughs) games from Saturday. We'll be right back.
1: All right, and we are back with our divisional round recap and picks, Ben, because we had a couple of games tonight, and we have a couple more tomorrow.
0: Yes, indeed. It is finally, allegedly, the best weekend of football of the year. I'm not sure if that's true after the games today. Uh, in terms of the quality of the games, but the first game, Rams Packers, Packers thirty two, Rams eighteen. Ronnie, what say you? Uh, Ben, a big ass
1: whooping on the Rams today. A a. Ron Rogers is my man. He's my he's my man crush, dude. <laughs> Apparently, this guy, I mean, I've made it pretty obvious on this podcast how much I love watching Aaron Rodgers play football, and today it really showed. But it wasn't only Aaron Rodgers, it was the lack of run defense from the Rams. It seems like Green Bay was able to do whatever they wanted to do on offense, and their defense actually looked like the top defense in the league, not
0: the Rams. Ben, what do you say? I say the same. I mean, PFF... Do what you do. You know, football outsiders, do what you do. But the Rams' defense was not the top-rated defense coming into this game. The Packers have been playing really well week after week after week after week, with the exception of that Detroit game a few weeks ago. Their defense had been holding teams to less than 20 points routinely. Uh, and as he said, Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 36 for 296 and two touchdowns and lots of winks and glares at his teammates. But look at these running numbers. Aaron Jones, 99 yards on 14 carry and a touchdown. Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams. Jamal Adams. <laughs> Jamal Williams, 12 carries for 65 yards. AJ Dillon before he got hurt, six carries for 27 yards. Uh touchdown for Alan Lazard. Easy touchdown. Uh Devontae Adams, of course, with a touchdown. Uh, but that the, the you know, the Rams defense, I agree with you 100%. The Rams defense could not nope.
1: get out of their own way. Yep. No, it was, it, was, it, it seemed like every time uh, there was a running play for Green Bay, it was like a 10 yard gain, 11 yard gain. It seemed like it was a first down almost every single time. Um, but, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did his thing. I mean, actually, he only had 296 yards. Yeah, there, was a of drops. Attempts. there was a couple of drop passes there where probably he would have been well over 300 yards if the receivers would have caught it. Um, but, you know, Green Bay definitely ran away with this one. The Rams did not really look prepared in this one. Goff was efficient, but you can't dink and dunk your way down the field and expect to beat this Green Bay team.
0: Yeah. 21 of 27 for Goff for 174. One count it. One touchdown. Cam Akers. Nice game again. 18 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Van Jefferson with a touchdown through the air from Goff. But I, I agree with you. I mean, the Rams looked unprepared. They came out with the with the strange wildcat formation which worked once down at the goal line but didn't work the other two times they attempted it you know Jared Goff or not Jared Goff Sean McVay just got cute at times when he didn't need to get cute when he needed to power the ball for a first down Mm -hmm. instead put strange play calls out there and I just the Rams defense just continued to give up runs on you know on the ground and they gave up you know wide open receivers down the field even when they were only rushing three or four you know Aaron Rodgers is playing at MVP levels right now. But if this was the best defense in the league, then God help the Saints or the Buccaneers (laughs) when they come in here next week because they shredded them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they only put up 32 points, but they shredded this Rams defense and made them look completely out of their league. It shouldn't have been this close. I mean, if if some of those passes had connected, if some of the receivers
1: actually came down with the ball, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as accurate as he is, you can't can't catch the football for these receivers. And there was a couple of times where the ball was in the hands of the receivers and just dropped. And, uh, I mean, it it could have been a much larger uh, deficit.
0: Yeah, I mean, even the receivers. I mean, granted, you know, Jared Goff was without Cooper Cup in this game. I would say that Goff played as well given his abilities. You know, what he had to work with and who he was playing against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he played pretty well because the Green Bay defense was really, really all over him all game long. Uh, multiple sacks in the game, and Goff just couldn't really move around the pocket very well. And, you know, what do you think this says about pocket passers? I mean, you saw Jared Goff, you know, Tom Brady like stuck in that pocket, Ben roethlisberger like stuck in that pocket. But even Aaron Rodgers at 37 years old, oh, he's you able know, to move, flushed out of the pocket, able to move both to his right and to his left and make plays. You know why? Because he's Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly yeah. right, Ben. Goat.
1: Oh, oh, man,
0: I wish he was in your division. You'd be doing a <laughs> shot right now. But well, is the era of the, the pocket? N- he's in the NFC. Is the era of the pocket passer over? No. I mean, because no, no, I mean, I don't think so. No, of course not. I mean, who's left? Brady's left. Mhm. Breeze for the most part is a I mean, pocket. Passer. I mean, look, uh, you know, Aaron
1: Rodgers can can move out of the pocket when he needs to, but he's mostly a pocket passer. It's not like he's a running quarterback. He's not a, a running threat uh to any team, but he just he's just smart. With the football, he's smart with the way he moves, uh, and and when he does have to, he's very accurate throwing the ball on the run. So I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's the end of. I mean, we've talked. I mean, I, there's been talk about that in the league for like what ten years. Yeah, especially after Lamar Jackson just got his ass spanked. I mean, but if you look at you know uh, the last how many Super Bowls and who has won those Super yeah. Bowls, you know, I mean, Mahomes can do either. He could be a pocket passer. He could be a mobile quarterback. He can actually do both. And you know, they won last year. But I mean, look at you know, Tom Brady has won. What, six? I mean, you had Nick Foles, who is, uh, you know, the prototypical pocket pass. He doesn't well, move anywhere. It's not his fault. He doesn't he, move anywhere. He's not anywhere. capable of moving. No, but neither is Tom Brady.
0: But he can uh, catch touchdowns.
1: You know, look at Eli Manning. Same thing. And you know, he won a couple, you know, in the in, in 08 and, and 11. You know, and you look at, um, uh, who else was it? You know, you look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Flacco, who Yeah, won. he got one. Yeah, well, he did. But yeah. he was also, I mean, you you look at how many... Um, you know, pocket passers Joe Montana are still, you know, winning Super Bowls. And this is a conversation that's come up multiple times now. I mean, not just with us, but not well, maybe not so much with us, but in the league. Is it the end of an era? Is it the end of the era for, you know, pocket pass? No, I mean, pocket passers are still there and they're still having success.
0: Yeah. And here's what I would say because I mean, every podcast I listen to, I mean, I know this is where how you get listeners and the like. But there's this talk that you have to draft a mobile quarterback. You have to draft a mobile quarterback. You have to find Lamar Jackson. You have to find a Patrick Mahomes. You have to find a Kyler Murray. You have to find these kind of guys to be successful. But if you watch this game today, and granted, I did take a quick nap during the fourth quarter when this game was about over. I accidentally fell asleep for about 10 minutes. If you watch 32 carries in this game, you could, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was spectacular in this game. But 32 carries between Jones, Williams, and Dillon in this game, complementing a great, for the most part, as Friday said, pocket passer. This is how you win in the NFL. You don't win by throwing the ball 68 times. You don't win like Lamar Jackson tried to do tonight by not throwing the ball that much and running, you know, and and running as much as they do and not having a successful passing game. This game right here was about as good uh you know a, a fundamental you know what do you call it a uh, you know uh, like a class on how to win a football game as you can find 36 pass attempts by Aaron Rodgers 32 running attempts by the multiple running backs for 7.1 5.4 and 4.5 run yards per carry respectively this is as good as it gets you know for a football team and i agree with Ronnie that the era of pocket passers is not over but the era of only pocket passing like Ben Roethlisberger attempted to do this year and not having a, a running game to complement that, especially mm-hmm. someone like Aaron Jones, who I said like was the, was the greased up guy from the family guy <laughs> during this, during this, this game, you couldn't bring him down. He was, he was just, you know, he was spectacular in this game as well. And, you know, I don't know who beats the Packers if they play like this. Mm-hmm. This is as balanced a team as it gets.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow. How good Kansas city, I mean, cause Kansas city, you know, towards the end of the season hasn't, been that impressive uh you know so we'll see how they play tomorrow i'm sure with andy reed having a bye i'm sure he's only be okay. 18 and
0: one or something yeah, like that yeah, off the bye yeah. i mean it's not really That'd that good great. of a record yeah.
1: <laughs> no but we'll see how great they play i mean but the packers look as good as any team available or remaining in the playoffs but I mean, this the is packers, my dream this is yeah. my
0: dream team right here i mean this is what the steelers should have been doing all mm. year long with connor and play Snell. defense
1: well run the ball well have a goat at quarterback, you know.
0: I mean, the Smiths, the Smiths' on defense for the Packers were all over the Rams all game long. Sean McVay, I know he tried, you know, here and there uh, to mix it up a little bit and get a little bit too cute, but I'm not sure there was anything that the Rams could have done to to win this game. I mean, to, I mean, look at this. I mean, I mean, 23 of 36 for 296 and two touchdowns, 32 carries, Looks like they averaged about six yards a carry. I mean, you can't beat that.
1: No. Especially with, you know, the defense the way it played.
0: Yeah. Wow. So. Impressive. Sorry, Rams. Impressive. Sonia is happy. <laughs> uh, are you ready to move on to the Does next? Does she have to take a shot? I'm sure, she would, I'm sure she
1: would say something negative about the Rams right now, but she's not out here. Yeah, she we didn't. We should probably take actually, a shot inside didn't. to her.
0: Yeah, she, she actually didn't even say anything negative about the Rams today. She just didn't want them to win the game. Yeah. That was <laughs> as far as she goes to, as far as being negative. Uh, and, and Aaron Donald was banged up, obviously. I mean, McVeigh said mm-hmm. at halftime they weren't limiting Aaron Donald's snaps That's because of an injury. Clearly seemed, they were. Clearly he was banged up. Yeah, it
1: seemed like they
3: were.
0: Uh, you know, I mean Rams got I mean some stupid penalties by the Rams as well. Uh Aaron Rodgers got him trapped in some bad defensive formations from time to time and was able to take advantage of it. But this I never thought the Packers would have this this kind of a team again mm-hmm. as long as Aaron Rodgers was there. Because this with with Matt LaFleur LaFleur LaFleur. I mean, this this is pretty amazing what yeah. they're doing. I mean
1: what he's done. You know, in his short coaching career, is pretty amazing. In his record and yeah, what he's you done, just, I mean, it's crazy.
0: You just expect the Packers to flame out at the end of the year. You mm-hmm. just sort of expect it. Well, you don't expect it because no, it's Aaron. Exactly. You think that he's Ben Roethlisberger throwing sixty eight times a game? You know, if he did six hundred and fifty yards, probably, he would have had a thousand yards. Thousand yeah, <laughs> yards. All right, you ready
1: to move on to the next game? Let's move on, Ben. This was a game that me and you watched together. This the is our <laughs> make me wanna
2: shout. Kick your heels, shout.
1: Shout. Throw your back and shout The bills make you want to shout.
0: I mean, they deserve it?
2: Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Say you will. Come on, come on. Say you will. Come on and shout. Say you
0: will. Yeah! Shout. Of All right, brand new bottle of Labat Blue on the table. Finally, what say you, Phil 17, the Baltimore Bills Ravens are three. going back
1: to the AFC championship game since, what, 1993, I believe, somewhere around there. Yep. 94, it could be 93, 94, I can't remember exactly. I was, I was really young. Uh, probably, I was just a little boy. Yeah, probably
0: 94, 95, somewhere in there. Uh, no, not 94, 95. I don't know. Uh, was it? Nah.
1: I think it was early 90s. I think it was right before the 94, 95. I don't know. I can't remember exactly when it was. But it's been a long time since they've uh, been back to the AFC Championship game, and this was early on. It was a boring game to watch. It was a defensive battle. Neither team could get anything going. It seemed like the Bills would be the team to score a touchdown first, but then failed, and you know the Ravens. Um, but I mean, ah, uh, I'm just I'm 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 happy for them. And like like I said, they are our adopted team. You have a long history with the Bills, Ben. Um, but you know the, the game itself wasn't pretty to watch but in the playoffs you have to win ugly games and that's exactly what the bills did And that huge 100 yard return on that pick six from lamar jackson that was the game changer right there and then shortly after that lamar jackson getting injured and having huntley get into the game we knew it was pretty much over then but you know kudos to the ravens i mean their defense played lights out i mean the bills played just as well on defense Um, But, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson really couldn't get anything going. I mean, even even when he ran the ball out of the pocket, it it seemed like, you know, the Bills defense schemed for that. They knew exactly what was going to happen. They knew exactly what he was going to do. And every time he tried to run to the pocket, there was somebody there to tackle. Yeah, I mean,
0: it was, I mean, for the Bills, I can't be, I can't, I can't possibly be happier for the Buffalo Bills. You were right. 93, they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, I was there. First year in Buffalo was 92. They lost the Super Bowl to to Dallas. Second they lost the Super Bowl to Dallas in 93. You're right. So 93 was the last uh time they were in the championship fucking game. Fucking Cowboys. They were they lost to the to the Those Pittsburgh Steelers in 95. Fucking Cowboys. And the Steelers went take a shot. Fucking Cowboys. Uh division they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a Neil O'Donnell Steelers. They got crushed by the Cowboys that year in the Super Bowl in 96 in January of 96 or February 96. And they went to the wild card in 96. Then uh they went to the wild card in 90 8 and lost, 99 and lost in a wild card, and then not again until 2017. You got a little bit bit of a shop in. From 99 to 2017, they had a playoff drought 18 years before they went back to the playoffs and lost to the Jags in 17, lost to the Texans in 2019, and lost to the Ravens last year in the divisional round when Josh Allen played like shit. Here we go. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. But let's—I mean, let's give it up for the Bills. I mean, let's give it's it up for worse. the Buffalo Bills. It's worse, and the fans of it's still seventy-five degrees at eleven o'clock. I didn't even bring a sweatshirt out here. I'm putting it away. Uh, but let's—I mean, let's, let's give it up for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, obviously, I mean, it was—it was an ugly game. That Taron Johnson. <laughs> it was an that Taron Johnson. You know that that put the the nail in the mm-hmm. coffin in the second half. That one hundred one yard, TD uh, or interception for a TD. But, I mean, look at Josh Allen. 23 of 37 for 206 and one count it. One touchdown. And he threw a lot of high balls, a lot of but underthrown also, balls. also, Justin
1: Tucker with two, two missed field, field, goals field goals in a row. Gets him to
0: nine points. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Still, though, that is pretty – I mean, you don't see that every day. And it seems like towards the end of the season,
0: he's missed a few. Yes, yeah.
1: Is this the end of Justin Tucker?
0: Uh, it, I doubt it. I mean, he's they got another
1: not. year or two. And the wind was whipping around. I mean, yeah. was, there was a lot of balls that were overthrown. That that one at the end of the game with Huntley missing his wide wide open receiver. Um, you know, Josh Allen with oh. quite a few himself. Lamar Jackson overthrowing guys. I'm not sure if it was the wind. I'm not sure if it was nerves. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But a lot of overthrown balls in this game.
0: Yeah, couldn't be happier for the Bills. Oh. But let me just, I was, give I was just getting into that. A little bit of advice for the Bills. Run the fucking ball when you have a lead in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yep. Just you have Devin Singletary. You have, you know, even you have you have TJ Yeldon. You could bring him up off the bench and run him. You know, run don't throw the ball with five minutes to go when you have a two touchdown lead when you can run three or four minutes off the clock. Just run the football. Learn from the Steelers. Learn from what they used to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but can't say enough for the Buffalo Bills. Look at the Bills going to the AFC Championship game against the Browns. Uh, <laughs> so I know
1: who your pick is. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> so we don't even need to talk about you know our picks for the division for the uh, for the divisional round tomorrow. But
0: look at I mean, but look at Lamar Jackson, fourteen to twenty four yeah, yeah. for one sixty two, no touchdowns, one pick huge in the game teller Hunt, huge pick Huntley never thought in a million years he was coming into this game uh but came in and played pretty well yeah, i mean six for 13 for 60 yards rookie you know at a utah three races, 32 yards you know i mean what more could you ask for? from mm-hmm. i mean he, his first snap runs the ball 22 yards to at least give the bills you know a fighting chance at decent field position for the bills in that on that drive but gus edwards on the ground only 42 yards on on 10 carries. J.K. Dobbins, only 42 yards on 10 carries. The Bills' defense came to play today. Yeah. Oh, both teams.
1: Both teams. I mean, their defense has played very well. Um, But, uh, you know, you just have to win these ugly ones. And and, uh, the Bills, they were able to. We'll see what happens when they take on the Chiefs in The the championship game.
0: The Chiefs are still in? Are they still in? Yeah, hard to bet against. Andy yeah, Reid. no, you can't really. I mean, but look Not at. I mean, but think about how how I mean the Bills have been waiting for this for oh, a long time. I was looking at Twitter, some of the people I know in Buffalo. Oh, I'm sure there was
1: a small earthquake after yeah. that that pick six. I mean, and you you when when the pick six happened, you're like, go
0: down, go down. And then he just kept on yeah, going. I was like, why are you bringing this out, yeah. man? You're gonna get stopped at the five yard line. Yeah,
1: but he just he just kept on going. Me and Ben were excited. We were on our feet, high fiving. I mean, it was like watching, you know, the Eagles or the Steelers. I mean, we were behind this team. That's why we have the shot of the night inspired by the Buffalo Bills. Um uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited for them. I, I hope they go all the way. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are not Bills fans that want this team to go all the way just because of the misery that they had to yeah, face for sure. in the early 90s, losing four Super Bowls in a row. That that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, when when uh you know, we took our last break, I saw a couple people on you know on Twitter that I know from Buffalo and, and they're tweeting things like, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning out here, and I still have people texting go bills to me <laughs> uh from around the world. I mean, that's how much. You know, people that live in Buffalo and the fans, how much it means to them. I mean, that 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 you know how much it means to them that you're mm-hmm. still texting your friends. I reached out to a friend of mine who I've been estranged from since like 1997 and texted him tonight on Facebook just saying, you know, congratulations. I don't care if he responds to me, but I I, I know you how long. Won't if you haven't reached out to him for that long. No, no. We like, we had a, a falling out of a. of a... Oh, I wow. Can, I can tell you about that. I wasn't in the wrong. I, Sonia's out here looking at me. I wasn't in the wrong. Um. So, hey, but Sonya, do you want to say anything negative about the Rams? Do you
1: want to take a shot right now? No. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, you know <laughs> she's not going to. Uh, you know, but good for the city. One of One more Buffalo. chance, Sonya.
0: Yep. You want to take a shot of this habanero Hell whiskey? No. <laughs> good for this team. I mean, Marquise Brown, nine eighty-seven yards on four carries. He did everything he could to keep him in his game. Uh, but you know, but Lamar Jackson, you know, three years in a row now with an unceremonious exit from. The playoffs. Uh, obviously, the Steelers haven't won. You know, three play. They only won three playoff games since 2011. But no one talks about Ben Roethlisberger like every single team in the universe has to find a Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> but you know, Lamar Jackson MVP. You know, not a particularly. I mean, he played okay, but but they exited early from the playoffs last year. Exited in pretty poor fashion, getting knocked out of the game with a concussion in the third mm-hmm. quarter of this game or fourth quarter of this game. You know, is Lamar Jackson the answer? In Baltimore? I mean, is something going to have to change in Baltimore? You want a shot, Sonia? I see you picking up the bottle. Well, for Ben, I'm waiting for Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're going to say some negative about the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens,
0: Ben. I mean, I don't know if it's Lamar Jackson or it's a game plan. I mean, I don't know if they're, you know, they didn't throw the ball well. They obviously didn't run the ball particularly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, Buff- you got to give credit to Buffalo uh, yeah, and the way I mean, they prepared they, for this they, game. You know, I mean, Steelers couldn't stop Baker Mayfield on the edge. And for some reason, the Bills were able to stop Lamar Jackson from getting around the edge. Mm-hmm. So that just tells me how well-prepared, how 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 well-coached the Buffalo defense yeah, was. I Sean mean, I mean Baker Mayfield the ran the ball on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson couldn't run the ball on the Bills. Hey, Baker Mayfield
1: is great at making commercials and running the football against the Steelers, Ben. I mean,
0: that's, that's his but forte. They, I mean, they bowled him up. They sacked him. Uh, there was a bad snap in the game or two bad snaps in the game.
1: So do you want to say
0: fuck the Baltimore Fuck the Baltimore There it is. Raven. There it is. There it is. Go home to where you belong. If the Cleveland Brown wins, if the Cleveland Browns win, fine with me. Uh, but the Baltimore Ravens have been our rival for you know twenty years now. They haven't had any things, any nice things to say about us, and we don't have any nice things to say about them. Uh, I'm not going to be mad if the Cleveland Browns win tomorrow, but I would be angry if the Baltimore Ravens, for me. if the Enjoying Baltimore Ravens were able to beat the Buffalo Bills tonight. A Cheers. team that is formed by running out of town in the middle of the night, <laughs> you know, sh- stealing it from the city of Cleveland should never have success.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Ah. Art Modell's curse will forever be on this team. On the Ravens? Yeah. I mean, Trent well, Dilfer was so good of a person. He was like a They Russell do have Wilson. two Super he Bowls. He overcome the so, curse.
1: They do have two Super Bowls, so I wouldn't say they're cursed.
0: Eh, Trent <laughs> Dilfer, Joe Flacco. But they, they won. Do they really count? Y- y- yeah. yeah <laughs> I guess they count when In the history a, books, they're there. Yeah, when your opponent is a bunch of, you know, dominoes and Legos in the back of a truck, I suppose it's okay. You know, they didn't have particularly good you opponents. Do you want to drink out of the bottle? No. <laughs> so you just want to drink have, straight out of the bottle, But bed? they didn't have particularly good opponents. You really must, Bowls. like, mango habanero. Ah, oh, that's terrible. That's yeah, terrible.
1: It's, it's actually not that good on a warm night like this.
0: No, it's still 74 degrees. But Friday, I mean, what do you think about the Bills' <laughs> chances- Against, against the browns or the chiefs um i mean
1: they look good i mean they look i mean these last couple of games they haven't played particularly well um but i mean in the playoffs like i said you have to win these ugly games i mean i think they have a better chance against the browns than they would against kansas city kansas city's offense is you know they could score points. I mean, they could score, you know, 21 points easily in, in the span of seven minutes. I mean, they can easily do that to any team, no matter what the defense is doing. Um, But, you know, if it's the Browns, I would definitely choose the Bills. But if it's Kansas City, I'd see Kansas City going all the way.
0: That's interesting. I mean, it, it's too bad for the Bills that Kansas City is waiting there, potentially. But with Kansas City's defense not playing great, mm-hmm. uh, the only concern I had was in this game, Josh Allen did overthrow some balls. Yeah. He did overthrow some windy. balls. It was windy. It was windy. Uh, but he he doesn't get enough loft. Loft under. I mean, that one pass. No Russell the, Wilson down the right sideline that was overthrown a little bit down the sideline. It, it missed the receiver probably by about uh, you know five yards. If that's lofted up there, a la Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. the receiver probably finds a way to get underneath that ball. Yeah. And I think he's going to have to work on Well, I mean, he was just trying to gun it down because the field. Cuz he can because... throw the ball like that doesn't yeah. mean he should throw the ball yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, you even see Patrick Mahomes sometimes when he sees Tyreek Hills getting separation down the field, he'll put some more loft on that ball to give Hill some opportunity to find the ball and get underneath it rather than having it just fly right past him. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to the Bills. Congratulations to the city of Buffalo. You know, can't be happier.
3: The Bills make me
2: Shout. Kick your- shout throw your hands up and shout. shout throw your head back and shout come on now the it happen now stand up now come on and shout
0: all right everybody hates us now.
1: Uh, not, uh, that's actually pretty catchy i mean the first time i heard it it was pretty it was corny but the more you hear it, the better it gets. It's almost like drinking alcohol. It's that's like, what I'm at telling first, you. That's you, like the that's When the you Bills. first down a shot of tequila, you're like, oh, that's disgusting. But by the third or fourth shot, like, keep them coming. And that's what that song is right there. Yeah, I mean, the Bills that's would... multiple shots of tequila right there.
0: Had I not, you know, had my dad not been a Steeler fan and I grew up a Steeler fan with my father. My father not passed away when I was a kid. I probably, you know, after after the four or five years I spent in Buffalo, I'd probably be a Bills, a Bills fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with the, uh, you
1: know, I, my dad was also when he came to the states. I mean, he was a Steelers fan because the and Steelers, you decided to disrespect Steelers, your father by becoming Steelers, an Eagle fan. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why I became an Eagles fan. I just I don't know, just something about those green helmets, man. A rebellious, little, a rebellious. Yeah, youth. yeah. But hey, I but I still support the the Steelers, you know, and and um Yeah, I just, I just I just I just I just love the Eagles, man. What can I say? Yeah,
0: What can I say, man? Uh, well, you can choose your own team. Yeah, I can choose my. Uh, team. but I've never been around better fans, better fan base uh in my mm-hmm. life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And with all the shit that's happened last year and this year, uh one bright spot in all of this shit is the buffalo bills uh you know a, a fan base a city that's been you know ripped apart by you know people leaving and 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 you know jobs job loss and 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 factories leaving and you know and a fan base that's stuck with that team notwithstanding a lot of poor seasons uh, you know this is a great thing for i think for the city of buffalo and, and it's a nice way to start 2021 with the Buffalo Bills yeah. getting at least to the AFC Championship game, and if they lose to the Chiefs, you know what are you gonna do? They yeah. lose to the Chiefs or the Browns, but getting this far with Josh Allen and Diggs and and Beasley and and Singletary and and that that defense, you know, I think they have you know bright a bright future on that team. Whereas the Steelers are looking backwards towards you know Ben Roethlisberger's heyday, and the Eagles are looking forward towards some uncertainty and the Seahawks are looking forward to you know some uncertainty as well uh so let's let's give it up for the buffalo bills
1: should we should we play the song one more time yeah we should I, I, I think we should play the song one more time just
0: now even you want
2: it
1: I think that's good enough. I, I think that right there. <laughs> oh, I think I think our never, have, have had enough. It's never now. good enough. Wait till next. I'm sure. Oh, if they win. If they, it won't stop. Our entire podcast will be that song.
3: Yeah, we'll just for lower, about two and a half hours. We'll lower
0: it down. We'll just talk over yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll just talk over it for just the a entire loop. Show. A
1: loop of that song. The entire podcast. That's it.
0: Yeah, it'll be a bonus episode next week. It'll just be a loop of, of that that right there. And I'll just record it maybe for two or three hours, yep. and I'll just broadcast. And it. we adopted
1: them. We, they're, they're our adopted team, Ben. Oh, well, not for really. Sure. They're my adopted team, but obviously you have a longer history with them than I do.
0: But it's just it's it's a I can't be happier for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, all right, Franny, what is next up on the big board?
1: Next up on the big board, Ben, we're going to make our picks for the games tomorrow in the divisional round. We have the Browns, the Chiefs, and the Buccaneers, and the Saints
0: with your betting lines. Yeah, this is a tough one because I've been getting I've been getting my ass beat lately, but luckily I had a lot <laughs> yeah, of money to play with after I came cleaned up, up at
1: the end of the season. Big <laughs> at the end of the season with picking uh, the division winners. Um. So yeah, you you had extra cash laying around that you didn't expect to be there.
0: Yeah, and there's less of it now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but actually, again, yeah, damn, there's a lot less yeah, money there. Yeah, uh, but I've been betting on some ridiculous stuff, like first player to win a touchdown, and I bet on the Baltimore Ravens today because I expected that. Uh, I uh, sorry, Bills fans. Wow, I thought they were. Wow, gonna, I thought they were going to win. I was rooting for the Bills. I was happy to lose the bet, but the way Buffalo, but the way Baltimore was playing, I expected them to win the game. Uh, but first game up, Cleveland Browns at. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Chiefs minus ten. The over under fifty seven. Wow, yeah. ten points yeah. is a lot of points.
1: It is a lot of points, but I see them doing it. I see the minus ten. Oh god. I see the minus 10. I mean, if if they didn't have a buy, but they have a buy, Ben, and we know how Andy Reid is after a buy. He doesn't play Kevin Stefanski. He, he doesn't all the lose. Time. He doesn't lose after a buy, and so I definitely see the Chiefs winning. I see the minus ten. Looks like the line just changed for the over under, and uh, I see the I see it. Maybe under 57, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Kevin Stefanski, but he's he has he's got this team playing so well that they can beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers when he's not even there. <laughs> that is how good of a coach he is.
1: Or maybe not a good coach. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's not here. No one's
0: kick-ass. Uh, so you're taking the, the Chiefs? Uh,
1: I'm taking the Chiefs at minus 10 and under
0: 57. I am taking the Browns in this game. Whoa. on. The money line that should be another shot right there plus four oh six that should actually be another shot right there. I think the Browns are going to win this game
1: because that's some positivity. Yeah, I'll take it. Towards I'll take it. I'll take it. And, and
3: take I bet on it. This take game. it take and I bet on the Browns in this
0: game. Uh,
1: man, but I
0: also took. Well, a Well, te- you would win a lot of. My- I
1: mean, that's plus four oh six. But on- I, but
0: I also took a teaser on the game. Kansas City Chiefs minus ten pushed it down to minus four, and pushed. The... Why the fuck
1: am I pouring myself so much? Here, let's
0: go. No, where's no, your, that's yours. Where's your that's shot yours. glass? Where's your shot glass? And I pushed the over down to fifty-one. So I also I and hedged you it. this be hedged an it early a night,
1: bit. man. this is not going to be an early night, man. We're gonna be out here for a while. <laughs> this is a you're gonna be waking up really late tomorrow. It, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I gotta sober up. Here we go. All right. Cheers. you Damn, that's a huge shot. Yeah, I know. Damn, that's a huge shot. I'm going to have to buy another bottle of this stuff. Maybe not this one, but something similar.
3: <sighs>
0: oh, that's pretty bad. Whew. Oh, oh that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Chase, that, chase that with some the uh, bat. Uh, next up, Tampa Hi. Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Saints, minus three, over under 52. I'm going to choose the Saints.
1: I'm going to choose the Saints. I'm going to pick the the favorite in the game. The Saints, and I actually have my parlay on all of the favorites. I actually had another parlay with the Rams actually winning where I would have won some extra money, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, But, uh, no, in this one, I did choose the Saints to win in my parlay. Um, And if I had to choose, I would choose minus three, and I would choose over 52 in this one. But the the Saints did win... Both, both games, both games in the regular season, Handle- and they yeah exactly they won them easily, and I could definitely see them doing it. I, I just don't think uh, the Bucks match up well against the Saints. You know, it's just one of those things. I mean, they both have, uh, you know, quality players, but I just I, there's just something about the Saints that the Buccaneers just can't seem to overcome. I don't care how much experience Tom Brady has in the playoffs; he's not with Bill Belichick wait, can anymore. I, wait, he's not can you with write the, the mark? Patriots.
0: Can you write the mark down there? Hmm? Write down one. <laughs> write down on Where, your piece of paper there. Uh-huh. Write down one forty-five, or write down 152, one
1: fifty-two. I, I was wondering what you were looking right there. One, one hour th- and fifty-two minutes, and write thirty-six that down. seconds. All right, thirty-six seconds and should we, yeah. Should, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take
0: write down the thousands. No, also? no, just write down. Uh, okay. I'll find it. All right. just, uh, I want one a,
1: hour and fifty-two minutes. I want to
0: get a soundbite of fronting saying, "I don't care how much experience Tom Brady has <laughs> in a playoffs." So I want to I want to make sure I can extract that soundbite.
2: You dick,
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you're, that's going to come back to
1: haunt you. Uh, you know what? I don't care how much he has. I don't. because I mean, Drew Brees has experience as well.
0: This is like Mega Millions. <laughs> like the 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 first person on the planet to say, I don't care how much experience Tom Brady has in the playoffs. Oh my God, he'll win a game thirty-five. He'll come back when you when he's down twenty-eight. Whatever it was. What were they down? Uh, the hey, Falcons look, twenty-four Falcons? to three or whatever it was.
1: But that was against the Falcons. Everybody does that against the Falcons. I mean, I thought I thought that was a one-off thing, but it seems like everybody does it now. So it's like, you got to win against the Falcons. you got to win against the Falcons. you got to win against the Falcons after being up 20 points. So, you know, it's not, it's not as impressive anymore as it was back then.
0: That's true. But I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 137 on the money line this game. Plus, I'm taking over 52. The Buccaneers are going to win this game. I know Bruce Arians doesn't have a good track record against Sean Payton. I know he doesn't have a good track record against Drew Brees. They'll, there's turn, too much, They'll there's, turn it around tomorrow. There's too many weapons. They have too many weapons on that team. Leonard Fournette is playing tomorrow. He's going to be starting. You've got Mike Evans. you got Antonio Brown playing in this game. you got Chris Godwin playing in this game. you got everybody. They had those guys playing before. What happened? Uh, I don't think Antonio Brown was a okay, part okay, of yeah. the offense. And
1: now, now all of a sudden, Antonio Brown, he'd been bad-mouthing the entire season He's well, but if
0: mean, you can't, you can't question his talent, especially no, I, I've never
1: questioned it, but
0: you happen. <laughs> that is true. You're spilling a little bat, spilling Le- a little labat on Le- my, bat on my, on my, on my Buffalo beard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you really think that Drew Brees has the, has the, the ability to beat Tom Brady in that offense. He has twice this season. Uh, He's he done it twice this season already. He has in meaningless games early they in the year. They were not
3: meaningless. When they, when, That's Brady's, why they're playing Tom Brady's in New first Orleans. Year,
0: and Tom Brady's first year, learning with Bruce Arians in a COVID year where they weren't able to practice and weren't mm-hmm. able to get together as much. Mm-hmm. But now, they are clicking. They're on the same page. Michael
1: Thomas is there. Alvin Kamara is there. Drew Brees is there. I see them winning.
0: Really? Yeah. Even with Tom Brady? I don't care twice. Twice. how much they experience did twice Tom Brady already. Has.
1: I mean, they say it's difficult to beat a team three times, but they did it so easily the first two times that I
0: don't see it. Being... Who's they? Huh? Who is they? You know, they. The people. I know. <laughs> I mean, to be quite frank, I, I view that as more like a coin flip. Uh-huh. You know, like the people that go to the roulette wheel and they're like oh it's 10 blacks in a row it's going to be red it's got to be it's but it won't It's be. got to be double zero. right but, but i mean i know there's greens on the <laughs> greens on a wheel but it's just like flipping a coin right every it doesn't matter if it comes up heads 5 times in a row uh uh-huh. the next flip is still 50-50 it is so whether you played the team still, twice or still, three times it's still, still a 50-50 you have a little more
1: confidence when you see that you know the, all those little blacks on there you know black 5 times it's got to be a red it's got to hit red but it could also hit double zero.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that's but that's
3: fifty. But then shots, if it hit double zero. But that's many then shots. Then the next time yeah. it
0: must be red. The many shots of the Tennessee Mango habanero <laughs> will make you think that, but I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the advantage here mm. because they lost to him twice. Uh huh. They had more opportunity to study those games. They have the most studious quarterback <laughs> in the game. They have some of the best receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Godwin. They didn't, learn, Evans, they didn't learn the first time. Brown, around. Why does it take twice? Gronkowski. Gronkowski uh-huh. is playing shit. in this game. Hasn't done shit. Hasn't done shit. <laughs> and they have Leonard Fournette and Jones running in this game as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Good for them. Or what's his name?
0: Not, Good for it, them. Is it Jones? Uh, Good for them, Ben. What is his name? Oh, Eagles interviewing Josh McDaniels, Eric Bieniemy. Okay. <laughs> what is the guy's name? I can't believe I... Isn't it on this report? can't remember the guy, the, uh, the running back for, uh, Jones. Yeah. 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 I think that, uh, yeah. I think you're wrong. I think the bucks, I, I can't, I mean, you see, you see the money dwindling here. You say I have to. All right.
1: So let's make a bet. Let's make a bet.
0: Oh, let's make a bet. Let's okay. make a bet. So what's, what's
1: the bet? Well, today I got you the gin. That was from the lost lost bet from you know weeks back.
0: Yeah, for all those people out there that want to make a bet with Friday, just know you'll you'll wait a little while to get paid. <laughs> but it's a good thing I did because you. Really, I made I made sure really to pay needed. the following week every <laughs> single time I lost. But you know his <laughs> the bet with Friday, it's a little lack. You know, like
1: I'll 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 give it to you when I give it to you. I I completely forgot about it, but you know it's tonight I'm like you know what I owe gin, or I mean it was actually a scotch so. But it was gin. I mean, gin is more valuable to you than a scotch because you drink gin more, at least on, you know, pre-gaming. Yeah, and I have a a lot of scotches around the house. Yeah, and there's there's quite a few in there. You know, there's no shortage at all of scotches here. Um, So in your case, it's a good thing I waited until you finished off that, was it that whale something? I forgot exactly which one it was. Oh, the gray whale. The gray whale. Yeah, so let's make a bet. So Saints win. I win the bet bucks win you win the bet so what are we going to bet what 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 kind of scotch or whatever you're the one that wants
0: to make the bet you come up with the terms all right
1: terms of engagement (laughs) terms of endearment endearment (laughs) it was one of those (laughs) he's a little he's a
0: little younger folks he doesn't know the 80s movies the way that we do
1: right um okay i get a an isla a isla doesn't matter which Isla it is. I get an Isla Scotch. What do you want, Ben? If you win,
0: and because the Bucks are not favored in the game, <laughs> I want, I want a space side. Oh, space
1: side. Okay. I, you don't seem like a space side guy to me.
0: Eighteen years or older. Oh Jesus
1: Christ, man! Now you're 18 getting like years or old. That's getting a, That's an expensive well, bet they're, right they're there. They're favored by. They're favored that's by a, three. They're favored uh, by three. Huh. All right, all right, fine, whatever. Uh,
0: you 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 seem to be very confident that, uh, right, that Drew Brees right. and that's Taysom true. Hill. That's and, true. You know what? I will win and, this and bet. So I don't Winston. care.
1: I'll I'll get you an eighteen plus year old space
0: side. Uh, and it has to be has to be. That's over a hundred
1: dollars already, right there.
0: Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't think. No, oh, the Glenn Farkless eighteen's not. Well, that's, that's
1: about ninety nine dollars right yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, so I will get you. But you're gonna lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. I will get you an Ely, but not, uh, not you know, the 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 fifty dollar variety. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So so the eighteen is probably Fist about hundred bucks. Right so it, mine can't be less than seventy. Yeah. Account for the third, the three point.
1: All right. Difference. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be definitely grabbing something from the locked. Uh,
0: well, because last... I saw I saw the the whatever is it the ko Cla- huh? the the ko. ILA, whatever it is, the CAO ILA, uh-huh. uh-huh. that was right around that 70, 75 range. Uh-huh, all right. So that seems fair. That seems you know, good. the 18 right. might be 20 bucks more so than it, that.
1: It, it it will be expensive for me, me or you tomorrow. Well, but, but I'm it, sure it you'll be. lose. I'm sure you'll lose. But it should be. I will definitely be rooting for Drew Brees tomorrow.
0: It's 43 <laughs> versus 42 tomorrow. <laughs> it is, all right, sounds So good. each quarterback, the, the quarterback that, that's going to win this game is eight years older than you.
1: Yeah. wait. The yeah. quarterback that you wait. would like to yeah. win this game
0: is seven years older than you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that
1: amazing? Well, well they're just seven years younger than you.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Fine. All right, Franny, what's next about a big board? You uh, old fuck. Next up on the
1: big board is our shot of the week, which was inspired by the Buffalo Bills. And Ben, I'm sure we have the music for the Buffalo Bills.
2: The bills make it water. Shout. Kick your heels, shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now. The bills will make it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, thank you to the governor of New York to getting fans in that stadium tonight. They needed it. They deserved it. And thank goodness they were. Should we there. take a
1: break or should we take the shot?
0: Yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be All right back with a shot of the weed.
1: All right and we are back with our shot of the week which was inspired by the Buffalo Bills. I just had a feeling that they would win.
2: This.
1: I just had a feeling that they would win uh, this evening and they did. It was a huge win for them going back to the AFC Championship game. Once again, after you bought the ingredients before the game, well, we already have the ingredients, but I just you know, I figured that we would have a blue, I gave you an opportunity to to be
0: Nostradamus (laughs) there, and you didn't take it.
1: A blue and red. Well, I mean, we have we have we have we have quite a few ingredients for our shots. I
0: got the blue and the
1: red, (laughs) yeah, we got it, we got got it, we got the blue, it's there, it's there. So, the shot, um, which we've dubbed uh, the circle, the wagon shot. Because nobody circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills. Exactly, Ben. And so we have uh, some strawberry pucker. It's a layered shot. So strawberry pucker on the bottom. And a blue curacao mixed with vodka. Because we don't want to that sweet i'm sure it's me a sweet shot as it is a little but it's a beautiful shot it is uh you'll be able to find that on on our instagram and in our twitter um our twitter is at gold thirst and our instagram is at thirst and and uh so ben let's give this a shot i mean there's also a little bit of um uh crystallized yeah, sugar what is that
0: on the rim there crystallized, it's not sugar. The
1: crystallized sugar on the rim ben
0: all right. So, you know, it's it's, it's those are my Buffalo days. It is
1: white-ish in color with the blue and with the red. And uh, let's circle the wagons, Ben, Be careful. because right. the Bills want to make you, make you want to shout. They do make
0: me want to shout. Cheers. Oh boy, I'm afraid of the shot. Okay, here we go. Yeah, man. I know. Seriously,
1: right? Friday shot. It's Friday's shot.
4: It's
0: Saturday night.
2: It's Friday ah, Friday <laughs> it's
0: good. It's a little tart. It's, well, it's sweet. Very, very tart. It's got a little bit of a little bit of sourness to it. I think it's too sweet. It's 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 uh.
1: But that that was expected with the strawberry pucker. The strawberry pucker is very sweet. It's
0: very very American. It's Friday. Um, it's got that whole sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. That's why I added a little bit of vodka
1: to it to kind of kill that flavor.
0: Not a Croatian shot. No. <laughs> Not a Croatian shot,
3: sure.
1: <laughs> No, this is too sweet.
0: It's too sweet.
1: <laughs> um, but no, that was that was good. It was good. I mean, it could have been better. But I mean, obviously, I wasn't worried about the flavor. I was worried more about the colors. It was nice. I wanted to represent the Buffalo Bills in this one.
0: Yeah, and who really cares how it tastes? It exactly. tastes good, actually. It was sour. Yeah, it if was you're at the sweet. stadium and you watching this game, you want this shot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Buffalo Bills. I mean, what can you say about the Bills this year? What can you say? What can you say?
1: What can you say? Where's the song at? That's <laughs> what that, you
0: That's Frost. what I was alluding to <laughs> right there. He's alluding very, very <laughs> I'm like,
1: I'm, pl- I'm pl-
2: the bills make your heels, Throw your hands up and jump! Throw your head back and Come on now. The Bills will make it happen
1: now. <laughs> that's, I really hope the Bills want to make it happen. That's just hilarious. I just man.
0: hope we're playing that song next week. Oh, I know. I Although so. I think it's all the games are on Sunday, so we, I wonder if we'll be a, playing it the week after.
1: I wonder if there's a Kansas City song.
3: Uh,
0: Yeah, we we'll probably, we'll probably don't
1: want it, though. I mean, this is our adopted team. We're going to support them, and uh, whoever they play, let's hope they win. Yeah, because I
0: think both games are on Sunday, so next week I we'll be talking so. about the the, the matchups. Yeah. We won't actually know the outcomes on mm-hmm. next week's show, mm-hmm. but the following week, if the Bills win, you will have a lot of that <laughs> uh, throughout the episodes, since we'll only be talking about two games. Mm-hmm. And then we will get into Friday's least favorite part of the podcast, which is the next 10 months talk here. (laughs) Why is that my least favorite? I I enjoy talking about that stuff. About, you know, I've already got a whole list of topics to talk about uh, (laughs) that don't have anything to do with the games. Uh, But yeah, that'll be be an interesting show next week. Let's just get to the drinking, right? Yeah, let's just get to that. We're going to taste five scotches tonight. (laughs) Uh, But it is... is, anxiety inducing. like when you when I know that like we're going into next week's episode without a game to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll have tomorrow's games to talk about. Mm-hmm. but we won't have any games that we've watched on Saturday because I think both the games next week around Sunday, what do they call it? championship Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it'll be really it'll be both anxiety inducing knowing we're going into the off season, but also knowing that you know, knowing who's going to be playing on Sunday. And hoping that at least one team that someone on this podcast cares about—I mean, Friday cares about Andy Reid a little bit still. No, of course.
1: I mean, you know, he, come on. I mean, the Eagles found a lot of success under him, but you know, no Super Bowls, unfortunately. And also, you know, my boy Aaron Rodgers is playing, so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm behind him. God <laughs> sakes, that's true. That's so I got true. Aaron Rodgers. I got Andy Reid. And I got the Buffalo Bills. To and you kind of look like Aaron Rodgers, actually. You got, the ho- actually you, got the, you
0: got the nose, you got the the goatee, you know, you got the, the, the beard that's heavier yeah, in the front, but let light lighter on the side. I think it might be as smug as no one is smug as smug as Aaron Rodgers. I've been told. Uh Friday, what would you uh how I don't would know you why. rate this? Sh- how would you are not that smug? How would good. you rate the shot? Good.
1: Thanks. First person say that. Yeah, you're not that smug. That's good.
0: It's it's uh more aloofness than smugness. <laughs> Aloof. How would you rate that shot?
1: Uh I would rate this uh six. I think I just I just think it's too sweet. You know, if, if I, I think maybe I should add a little bit more to maybe the, the strawberry pucker. Maybe maybe I don't know, maybe a little bit of rum. I don't know. Something just to kill the sweetness. Something. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Throw some maybe rum not, rum's not sweet at all. That's true too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Give uh, me the liquor that's made yeah, yeah. from sugar.
1: <laughs> you got a point there, actually. You know what? I'm not
0: sure. I was just going for the
1: colors in this one, all right?
0: There's no this there's, there's too much wheat in this. Can you give me the hefeweizen <laughs> to mix in there? Uh, yeah, I, I would give it. I'd give it about a six mm-hmm. uh, for for you for what you do. Yeah, six. I would say six. Yeah, it's fine.
1: All right, Ronnie. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week, which is another Ardbeg. We've had the Ardbeg Ten Year. We've had the Ardbeg Wee Beastie Five Year. We've had the Ardbeg Corravreckan. We've had the Ardbeg. Was there another Oguidal? one? Uigwadal. Uigwidal. And now we have the Ardbeg and Oa. And uh, I think we're just going to try their entire line. We love everything from Isla, and especially from and the Ardbeg line. And we're planning a trip especially there this year if they,
0: will uh, allow us well, to, if they will allow us to travel there.
1: We would be hammered the entire time, yes. I, once you get off the plane, I don't know, wherever we go...
0: Yeah, is worried morning. about the logistics of how we get there. I'm like, you take a plane. No, I mean, it's
1: like... Um, it you take just, a ferry, you take seems, a boat. It, you take it seems like a, a difficult a schooner island to get to. You know, it's not that far off the coast of Scotland, but there doesn't doesn't seem like there's a lot of, like, large cities off the coast of Scotland True. that are near Isla. But I would love... I mean, I, it, it's just, you know, looking at the pictures, looking at Booking.com, and and and, and looking at, you know, like the... the well, I guess they're like, um, they're not really hotels or sort of, I don't know, they're not definitely not large hotels. They look like almost like houses.
0: Like, eh, yeah. Well, I like that, though. I'm a, a, no, a small-town guy. guy. You're a city guy. No, it's nice.
1: I mean, there's a lot of greenery, nice views, and everything. It's, it's really nice. But uh, like you said, the logistics of getting over there, I'm kind of worried about that. It's definitely not a highly populated, like, center like Edinburgh would be. Like, if I'm going to Edinburgh, I'm like, okay, we can get there easily. But
0: to get to Isla. mm I don't know about that. Yeah, a plane to a or bus to a ferry <laughs> is my guess. It's my best guess.
1: Yeah, I think it would take a long... I mean, like we'd plan for like three days. It'd probably take a day just to get over there.
0: Yeah, but if you have a bottle of an Islay Scotch with you...
1: Yeah, actually, that'd be fun. Then
0: the bus ride is a lot less...
1: Yeah, and, it, and I think the bus ride actually comes with a bottle of an Isla Scotch. Over there? Probably. Yeah, Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it, it's somebody yelling at you. It's the price of the ticket.
0: It's somebody yelling at you. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to try the Ardbeg... How do you pronounce it, Frontier? You think? Anoa? Anoa. Okay. I'm guessing. Anoa. The Ardbeg and Oa. It's a welcome new addition to the ultimate range. Ardbeg and Oa is a singularly rounded due in no small part to time spent <laughs> in their newly established bespoke <laughs> oak gathering vat where whiskies from several <sighs> cast types, including Pedro. A menez, spicy virgin, charred oak, and intense ex-bourbon casks. Yeah, thanks for the shots. Mm -hmm. They're welcome. Amongst (laughs) others, familiarize themselves with each other. The result is a dram with smoky power, mellowed by a... Delectable smooth sweetness. Hallmark Ardbag Peat, Dark Chocolate, and Aniseed are wrapped in a smooth, silky butterscotch, black pepper, and clove before it is rising to an intense crescendo of flavor. It's non-chill filtered with a strength of 46.6 ABV. So about a hundred proof or ninety-two proof, ninety-three proof. Available in limited Ardbag Embassies and Whiskey Specialists from September 2017. The color is like gold. The aroma is rounded and smoky like burning applewood with creamy toffee aniseed. What is that word? Trickle? Tracle? Is that treacle Tricle? I have
1: never seen that word before.
0: Triacle? <laughs> uh, I got to look that up after the podcast. Yeah, and dates. A curious suggestion. I think they're making shit up. ...of juicy fruits such as peach and banana with a drop of water. Reminders of Ardbeg classic fragrance, lime, pine, resin, fennel, saddle soap, and tar. (laughs) A gentle waxiness like fragrant candle wax and hints of smoked herbs. And Oa gives a final subtle reminder of the sea with briny notes and seaweed. Mm -hmm. But always accompanying with creaminess the taste a smooth creamy texture leads into a huge syrupy sweetness flavors of milk chocolate treacle, uh toffee <laughs> aniseed orange and smoky tea leaves gentle sweet spices nutmeg and cinnamon some cigar smoke and a very unusual flavor of grilled artichokes Would, uh come on who the fucks i mean really <laughs> it's it you have to do this if you're if you're in the scotch biz yeah, you know, it's like a IPA. It's bitter. It's citrusy. Like that one with the figs. Yeah, it's like, like either it's bitter or not. Either it's it tastes like citrus or not. It's you know. There's some either nice, it's,
1: There's some, actually some like there's a little bit. Of, I'm, I'm stiffening it right now. There's a little bit of citrus. is always present
0: in the spirit. Gently, nutty and reminiscent, reminiscent of a carpenter's woodshop. A long, sweet finish with floral overtones, mint, toffee, and some gentle malty biscuit notes. The finish is lingering. Seductive, which means nothing, gentle, yet intense, with flavors of aniseed, hickory, and distant, subtle smoke. <sighs> that was a mouth. I know, seriously. I mean, I don't know what else that's to say, but.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: but that was a lot. You gotta yeah, admit that, that was a lot.
3: That's a lot. That was definitely a lot.
1: a lot. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get all of that in this uh, in the aromas of this. But where's your glass right there, Ben? Yep, I have it. All right. Well, cheers to you. Let's give this a sniff. See if we get the artichoke. I doubt it. The color. I don't eat artichoke. The
0: color is a beautiful gold. It's not... I mean, it has a... I mean, it's light in color. It has an opaqueness that you don't find.
1: It's interesting that that all the Isla Scotches are so light in color, but then you get that sort of that burnt smokiness, that charcoaliness to it, and you would expect them to be dark, but they're all light.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's got an opaqueness to it that, that yeah. the other bags don't. It's, this one has a little bit... Almost a cloudiness of, yeah, in
1: it's there. A, it's, a, it's like a, it's very hazy. It's a hazy sort of liquid. I mean, that, that's that's pretty interesting.
0: Oh, wow. The nose is... Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, that, that's what I de- would definitely put as a description right there that, wow. And, I mean, the Cory of Reckon that we tried, I mean, the all of them have been just so great. I mean, every single bag that we've had on the show... Once we became accustomed to the flavors of Isla, and I, I, I still remember the first time you brought that bag 10 over.
0: We I don't like, it. I like we, it. We didn't like it at first, but like once, once, you acquire,
1: once you acquire the taste for this, you don't want to go back to anything softer. I mean, it's just so Can
0: flavorful. you bring me the one I can't taste? That's the one I want. <laughs> no, but they, <laughs> there's
1: also, you have to appreciate that too. Not that you can't taste it, but the smoothness of those, two, yeah, it's But it's nice. thick, I mean, you get, you get,
0: it's robust, it's creamy almost on the nose. Mm-hmm. I get the smoke, I get the peat, I get the, the saltiness
1: of it. Yeah, there's definitely a saltiness. There's a salty citrusiness to it, which is nice. And get there's a, a little there's bit a little of bit pine. Of, there's yeah. a sweetness to it.
0: I mean, they're just so complex. I don't know what saddle soap... Smells like so. I I couldn't tell you if it's there or not. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure what saddle soap is. And artichoke. I'm. I do not usually eat artichoke.
0: But it burns. But it burns in a nice, smooth way. Yeah. Hmm. It just tells you yes. You should. Ah, that just smells so this, good. This, it w- just this should replace the smelling salt on the on the sideline of an NFL game.
1: Mm. That, I, just it, package this that in a little uh that smokiness desiccant, that, and just put it in the It's almost like that. Minutes. It's like um oh, there's some brininess to it and, and, and just like some like sitting by the sea. Like there's that saltiness that you get from What's
2: sitting by the sea. I
1: I sitting by the sea. That's 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 Smells delicious, Ben. Let's give us a shot. Let's 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 try this ardbeg anawa.
3: Oh! Holy
0: shit! That wow! That's more intense than I expected. Yeah, it
1: is intense, and you get that. There's a there's a charkliness to it. Wow! But it leaves faster than I thought too. That you don't get from some of the other art bags, but there's that that charcoal almost like campfire ash. That you get.
0: Well, the smoke mm. in there is is it is smoky, intense, to where the the Arbeg Ten has the peatiness that this just has that blows smoke. you out of your seat. Just like you just you just put ash. This one has the peatiness that blows you out of underwater.
1: your seat underwater. You drink that. Uh, mm.
0: You know what this tastes like? Campfire. It tastes oh, like a, what I would expect.
1: This has the most intense smokiness of anything that we've tried yeah. so far, and
0: and sea, and a saltiness, a sea yeah. brininess. Mm. Going back to Game of Thrones, <laughs> do you know what this? This reminds me of of I can't remember. Uh, was it the Gray something? The islands? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The folks, you know, the woman. Yeah, uh, I've had way too many shots of who that, took <laughs> over of, of the for her brother. Smoky. You know who was kidnapped, or whatever. yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I'm not sure if so many, but the islands would know. Everyone yeah. knows Game of Thrones. Yeah, of course. But whatever those islands were, you know the people that were fighting from the islands. Uh huh. You know from the what appeared to be like a that. This is what you drink before you go to battle.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: That is some good stuff right there. Oh, I was just so interesting. All the
3: complexity, wow, the flavors it's, that they're and there.
0: It's tight. I mean, it's not tight. It's thick. Tight, bro. It's thick. It's. <laughs> thick. it's robust. It's...
1: I mean, just the haziness right here. It's savory,
0: in almost. And it's consistency in the mouth. It's almost a savory... Mm. Saltiness, brininess, smokiness, with a little bit of peat. A little bit of chocolate, a little bit of sweetness in there. I mean, this is there, really good. A little bit, I
1: mean, there, there, there is a very complex flavor that you got from this. and, and I mean, we loved... Every single offering—the Cory Breckin, the Oguadal, the, the Anoa—I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sure which one is my favorite. They're actually—they all have their own sort of characteristic that you like. And this one, what I like about this one is that extreme charcoaly smokiness wow. like that it hits you with, and 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 we've come to appreciate that sort of flavor from the Isle of Scotch, and and and. With this one, it really hits you with that one. Yeah. We have the RB. Compared to all the yeah. other ones that we've tried.
0: Like you said, this we have the 10, really hits you with The We Beastie, the Ugadal, the Cori Yeah. To me, this is the most distinct now, when
1: you're talking about well balanced, maybe it's not as well balanced as maybe some other ones, but this one just ha- if you're looking for that smokiness, that charcoaliness, that you know, that um uh ashy sort of like 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 post fire, like just pour water yeah, on ash right and drink it. Yeah. That is what you're getting from this. If you like that, if you prefer that, then this is the Isla for you because yeah, this, this one is so is, smoky. Uh, this is so the most charcally.
0: distinct of all of the the R that we've that we've had. Other than the 10. The 10 is it's it's the ten is PD. No doubt about it. It's it's Yeah, that Pete, one punches
1: you in the back of the mouth with something different. This one.
0: But of all the other ones, this is the most distinct. And there's a the nice. Less, this, this is not balanced. It's of, not peat smoke balanced. This mm-hmm. is.
1: And there's that nice bit it's of. smoke. There's that nice bit of creaminess too. That coats your mouth, the back of your mouth. I mean, it's, it's, that's a good one. I, wow. I mean, we, we enjoy all of the Alice. Yeah,
0: but the Bags. I mean, so far the Bag, the. Port Charlotte,
1: mm-hmm. heavily
0: peated, and a legable in 16, which yeah. is everybody's, you know, top five. Yeah. Those are my favorites so far. The, mm-hmm. the 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 Beaumarie. But this is, this is, I mean, our bag to me right of all the ones that we've tasted so far, is the, the distillery yeah. that I like yeah. the best. Definitely.
1: Gotta visit that distillery.
0: Definitely gotta visit that distillery. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them, give me a bottle. Give me a bottle. Hell yeah! Of, a, of, a, of all of them, I would every sleep single one down by the ocean tonight. it' would be kind of cold. I'm sure it'd be kind of cold. Sure
1: kinda cold. <laughs> but where would you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Gold rating scale of uh, beverages? Our Browns ten. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would definitely rate this a ten. This is this is an interesting Scotch that I'm sure everybody would enjoy. I mean, the, the, it's just it's just it's. it's it's just so complex. I mean, there's so much there. I mean, obviously you're getting that smokiness to it, but then there's that little bit of sweetness that you get, that little it's, bit of like, it's, it's almost so like good. a sea breeze. I mean, it's, it's it's that saltiness. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't Is this taste. Is our the, first 10-10? I still don't taste the artichoke. Well. <laughs> if I actually ate artichokes, maybe I
0: would. But, but you also um, don't write scotch copy. Exactly.
1: That's good. That's some good stuff. I mean, everything Ardbeg so far has been great.
0: Is this our first 10-10? I think so. Might be. Is this our first 10?
1: No, I don't think so. I I, I think we've probably given a 10 to some of the other uh, art bags.
0: Oh, will probably Port Charlotte, but wow. Mm-hmm. That is good. That wow. is a really good one. I'm going to finish that and continue to drink that after the show. Franny, mm-hmm. what's
1: next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week, which is another offering from Einstock, another brewery that we've loved everything from so far.
0: All right, we'll be right back with our beer of the week.
1: All right, and we're back with our beer of the week, which is once again from Einstock. It is the Lime and Juniper Pills. We've tried, uh, what, have we, what, what, what have we tried, Ben, so all, far?
0: All of them. Pretty much everything. We tried the, the double bock.
1: Yeah, the... We rrr. tried the white
0: ale. We tried the Icelandic ale. We tried the everything, border. Pretty much
1: everything from them so far. And this was something that I found on the shelf. It was not in the Einstock
0: section. It was just sitting on the shelf there. Just hanging It out. was kind of lost. I'm a cowboy fan. And I saw Come it and on. like, I have to have it. I'm just hanging out. I'm a Baltimore fan. I'm just going to (laughs) hang out here and wait for a Super Bowl in 2025. This is the Einstock Juniper. A unique blend of Icelandic juniper berries and a dash of lime combined with noble hops and Munich malt evolves a classic gin and tonic cocktail-inspired flavors that make this a refreshing craft beer like Einstock's other award-winning ales. The senses are greeted with a vibrant citrus aroma, crisp mouthfeel, and a dry bitterness on the finish (laughs) That results in a naturally sensational Icelandic beer, truly inspired by the famous triple or tipple. Uh, we wanted to offer a new flavor profile to our beloved classic Einstock styles that our fans know and love. It's brewed with the purest water in the world. As always, the lime and juniper Pilsner gives a discerning craft consumer the opportunity to enjoy a new refreshing citrus beer from the fa- their favorite Icelandic brewery, says Einstock CEO David Schuler. In addition to the subtle notes of I- Icelandic juniper berries and lime, the Lime and Juniper Pilsner features lager malts, as well as Hearst, Bruker, and Hallertau hops for a crisp and flavorful taste with a clean finish. Einstock's Lime and Jupiter Pilsner will be, will be Juniper. Pilsner will be available. <laughs> and you gave me the shots in cans at select retailers, including Total, Total, oh, Total Wine, Total Wine, and others, to find Einstock retailers near you, visit the Einstock Ale locator. Einstock continues to gain industry and consumer traction year after year. Friday, what made you decide to find this one, to buy this one, other I, than it was just
3: hanging I, out it was there? Just,
1: it was, it, seriously, it was just hanging out there. I saw it, and it was actually in the wrong section, basically. I mean, you know, I, I, there, was, there was Einstocks lined up, but not this one. I was just browsing. I was perusing the aisles. You know, wondering what I should get for tonight's show, and I saw this just sitting there. And they had no Genesee Cream Ale. They had no Genesee Cream Ale, but they did have this Einstock. Yeah. And I was still, excited to see it. I was excited to Genesee see it because we've, I mean, we've loved everything so far from Einstock. Kudos to them. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how large this brewery is, but I'm sure they're not that large. They are from Iceland. Um, but man, I'm excited to try this.
0: Yeah, me too. You want to give it a? Let's give it a shot. A sniff. sniff. Give it a shot. Cheers to you, Ben.
1: Ooh, smells clean. Tight. Not too much head. Not a, not a lot of head on there. I mean, the oh, color good is... Lord. The color heaven. is... What? I'm Always
0: in search of a longer a. I'm just saying, head. I'm just
1: saying. There's not that much head on it. Like, it disappeared pretty quickly. A little bit more crispness. I would hmm. want a little bit more crispness. I'm just trying to get the aroma. What? Would,
0: it's light. It's very light.
3: It is uh, it's light.
0: almost like an aftershave. Hmm. There's a bit of flight. Like it's got a little floral. citrus, a little, a little bit of, of a, yeah. a little bit of a pilsner nose, but not much on the nose. No, no real hoppiness yeah. on the nose. Well,
1: cheers. Let's let's give it a shot, Ben.
0: Let's see how this, I that, bet it'll be better than you it, think.
1: Let's see how it tastes compared to the other Einstocks that we've had on the show.
3: Uh,
0: dull. There's not strange with a weird aftertaste.
1: There's not that much flavor to it. It's, it's, uh, there's not that much carbonation.
0: What do you think about the aftertaste? It's a little odd, right?
1: See, I'm not getting a ton of after- aftertaste to it.
0: I'm getting like a weird,
1: it's, um, a little bit weedy.
0: It's odd, right?
1: It's sweety. It's, it's an There's odd flavor. Some sort of a, almost like a florally note to it. I'm not sure. Slight citrus, uh, it's juniper. Slight citrus, um, but it's got a juniper know, flavor. I to it. want to say it's their best offering. I think their other offerings are definitely better than this. There's uh, a little bit of. Um,
0: I wonder why. Like they a did lemon.
1: This.
0: I'm glad dish. I didn't pay 15 bucks for that. Yeah, exactly right. That yeah, that's expected. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's exciting!"
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the the can is nice and it stands out on the shelf. That's why I found it, but it's definitely not one of their better offerings. I mean, um, everything else that we've tried from them has been has been you know pretty damn good, um, but this one, I don't know. It's it's it reminds me of that. Um, remember that Chinese beer that we had?
0: Oh, that was terrible. That,
1: not terrible, but just very light.
0: Oh, uh, oh! I'm thinking of the uh, the Armenian beer that was no, no. I said that was Chinese. Not particularly good. Now, how do I, How do you mix up Chinese? Well, no, just the beer. The beers that we only tasted once. We have one <laughs> Armenian beer, one yeah, Chinese yeah, beer. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. But that Chinese one, yeah, I think it was also, uh, you know, some sort of juniper flavoring to it, or ginger. Actually, it might have been a ginger beer, and this is very reminiscent of that. And it's not. It's, it's almost drying
0: my mouth out.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's definitely not refreshing. There's not enough carbonation. It is not crisp. Um, yeah, definitely not one of the better offerings. I mean, maybe there are people out there that would like this sort of beer, but no. Nah.
0: I wonder why they, why they did it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was, the, what was the thought process yeah. behind putting this beer together? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but definitely not, definitely not one of my favorites. No. In terms of beer, but in terms of the Einstock line, I mean, all of their other beers have been great. This one, yeah. mm, no.
0: Nah. And it doesn't change my opinion of the brewery at all. No, no. Every, I, I think every Trist- other offering has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: uh, where would you rate this, Ben? Where would you rate this beer on our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers?
0: Because I don't know exactly what I'm tasting or what I'm expected to taste. Well, I know what I'm expected to taste. A five? Yeah, that's what I I'll put it at a five also. I mean it's average,
1: but I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't go buy go back and buy more of this. Like we did with the other Einstocks. The other iron stocks we actually did buy once again. This one, it could remain on the shelf.
0: Yeah. And I, I see why you found that one lone <laughs> beer in the aisles at Total Wine. Uh Franny, what do you think about tomorrow? Tomorrow is the NFC and the AFC divisional round. Do you have anything else to add for the no, games No, we tomorrow? talked about that. We did. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure that we wrap it up if there's uh, anything else we, that you we, want. We made a
1: bet and everything. <laughs> yes, we
0: did. We did. But is there anything else that you'd like to add before we...
1: No, that'd be all bad. All right. Yeah. What's is there anything to... else you wanted to, Did you want to ask you? No. If there was nope. anything for you, to, okay. Nope. All right? perfect. I just want to All see right. if I
0: can get some more information.
1: No, no, I'm good. What's next? I'm next up on the big board, front Next up on the big board,
0: Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the night. All right, folks. We are a show about football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.bustbrow.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes and get links to all the stories that we cover and all the booze, the browns, the bourbons, the ryes, the scotches that we review, as well as the beers. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. Apple podcast. Castbox. Castbox. Spotify and the rest. You can leave us a review, a five-star review. Ronnie, how many stars? Five stars, Ben. Only five. Bash it. Just crush your phone. Just take your phone and just break the glass hitting a five-star review. You can email us at goal at gmail.com. Call us at the number in the show notes. Follow us on Twitter at Goal Thirst on Instagram at Thirstand. And check out all the photography from Andy Warhol himself, Franny, over there, who takes the pictures for the show. Franny, anything else to add before we wrap up the night?
1: Nothing else to add? except for thank you everybody else or everybody out there for listening yeah we've had quite a few shots of the habanero yeah tonight for sure yeah but thank you thank you so very much everybody for listening and ben should we end the show with the buffalo bills theme song your hands
2: up